Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. And joining you tonight, it is Ian. Also here with us, a special guest. Peter. Peter is with us from uh, the Liberty on Tour, libertyontour.com. As they are gearing up, gassing up, getting ready to go. Not quite this soon, but the end of the month, right, Pete? You guys are jetting out in the very beginning of August? That's correct. Yeah, You'll, you'll be going around the country, uh, visiting 13 different cities and meeting up with all kinds of liberty-oriented folks and uh, and getting doing more than just meeting up and, and partying. Uh, you'll be actually getting involved in some of the activism that's going on there. Yeah, actually, I think that's a big misconception. I mean, uh, a lot of folks thought last year with MHD we did a lot of partying. It's true. We had a lot of good times with a lot of people, but it was a lot of work. So uh, that's why Adam and I have been taking the past couple months just to uh, hammer out all the logistics for Liberty on Tour. I'm really excited. We're going to hit the we're going to hit the ground and just uh, you know we're going to put out some real good content. So. Yeah, it's going to be great. So people should go now to libertyontour.com and get subscribed uh, to their RSS feed when you get a chance or bookmark it, whatever, however it is that, uh, that you keep your eyes on websites you enjoy. And, of course, we'll keep you up to date here as uh, we always like having you guys on from the road. I mean, certainly we'll have you on when you're here in Keene, uh, but it's, uh, it's fun to have you on calling in and letting us know what's been going on with, uh, with your trip around the country. So libertyontour.com. Uh, Pete's going to join us here for a portion of the show, uh, maybe in and out a little bit. You've got an interview scheduled or something like that in the midst of the program. So we will talk to you about absolutely anything coming up. Mark, you're going to tell us about uh, something from William Norman Grigg. Uh, someone's getting charged for obstructing a police bullet. Something yeah, that's like my that. understanding. But first, let's talk about the police and the, the military. We've certainly discussed in the past a number of times how the uh, the police are becoming militarized or have become militarized and are becoming more militarized in this country. And, uh, well, you know, there's kind of good reason for that, I suppose, in that they recruit from the military. So you, they are bringing in guys to be police officers who have just left the military. So they're kind of bringing in their military mentality but beyond that it's all about getting tough and uh you know cracking down and using military tactics and military equipment and of course we also know that the military kind of uh once certain equipment gets beyond their usage they they move it on to the police department so they literally are getting their hands on military equipment oh yeah absolutely and one of the things that they would say to uh to uh, you know, in the face of that claim is, well, you know, the, the gangs out there are getting bigger, tougher, more powerful. They have weapons that are, uh, you know, m- more militarized. And we, the police departments, need to be able to combat that. Yeah. And this is at the same time. I mean, you have programs like LEAP, which, you know, ironically enough, is not the law enforcement against prohibition, but law enforcement assistant and partnership strategy. You've had these massive federal grants that have, you know, given money to, to state and local uh, police departments, you know, usually for about three years and uh, they're able to hire hundreds of thousands of more officers across the country, just further increasing this police state. Yeah, they just hired some more. Uh, they, uh, I think they hired like four more officers here in Keene, New Hampshire recently with that, with that federal money. So the- and what you're getting largely, it's in my opinion, is what you're getting when you hire these uh, more police officers on. It's not the, the guys that would uh, do anything to be a police officer. You're just getting guys that are willing to be a police officer for that level of pay or whatever um you know when it when it comes to fire departments guys have to volunteer sometimes for a year mm-hmm. before they can get on and get the sweet sweet government paycheck hmm. and i feel that that's a, just a much better system than what goes on with the uh, with the cops where be it's some like filtering there yeah yeah okay. where, where they just take the military guys that instead of knowing about the law and caring about uh you know practical act applications of uh of the, of the law they care about following orders 
So we talk a lot, as I mentioned, about the militarization of the police, but not so much about the other way around. And that's the focus of an assistant, I believe, oh, yeah, L.A. Times, uh, excuse me, NBC Los Angeles story, uh, which is right now topping our website at freetalklive.com. You, the listener, are welcome to go and suggest things for the show. You can suggest show prep. And then even if it doesn't make it on the air, other listeners get to see it just because it appears on our website. So you can go to freetalklive.com, get yourself a free account, submit things that you think are interesting. Other listeners then vote on them, and the most popular uh, within a window of time are promoted to the front page of our website. So this is the top story at freetalklive.com right now. A tough-talking, muscular Los Angeles police sergeant uh, steadily rattled off tips to a young Marine riding shotgun as they raced in a patrol car to a drug bust. Be aware of your surroundings. Watch people's body language. Build rapport. Marine Lieutenant Andrew Abbott, 23, took it all in as he peered out at the graffiti-covered buildings, knowing that the lessons he learned recently in one of the city's toughest neighborhoods could help him soon in the war against the Taliban in Afghanistan. He said, People are the center of gravity, and if you do everything you can to protect them, then they'll protect you. That's something true here and pretty much everywhere. I don't know what that means. Abbott was among 70 Camp Pendleton Marines in a training exercise that aims to adapt the investigative techniques that the LAPD has used for decades against violent street gangs to take on the Taliban more as a powerful drug trafficking mob than an insurgency. The Marines hope that learning to work like a cop on a beat will help them better track the Taliban, build relationships with Afghans leery of foreign troops, and make them better teachers as they try to professionalize an Afghan police force beset by corruption. So I don't know how the uh, the, the LAPD is going to help them with that in particular. Which part? The last one. How is the LAPD going to help the uh, United States Army to uh, deal with... Uh, a uh, an Afghan military that is beset by corruption. Yeah, I don't know. The, the suggestion is here that if they learn how to be a cop, then they can teach how to be a cop better. Well, I would agree that there uh, that the United States has been using the military more progressively as a policing force rather than a militarized force. Over uh, in Afghanistan? Uh, Afghanistan, Iraq are both good examples. Um, I, to some extent, I'd say Bosnia-Herzegovina um, mm-hmm. was another good example. When you, The military is a force of, of men that kill, things, kill people and break things. And that's what they do. And if you try to use a force that is trained to do that, to do something else, then... You're going to get something else. It's like sending sure, sending sure. in a or butcher look, to, to grill at, hamburgers. Yeah, or you could look at this as just like the next like logical progression for a government. I mean, if you if you rewind a couple hundred years, maybe nation state versus nation state, they would say it's us versus them, and they would fight and kill their enemy and then take their their stuff. But then they realize, hey, we can't get as much stuff if we just like essentially enslave them. They may believe they're free, but they're producing stuff, you know. And that's essentially maybe over there instead of you know trying to wet out the the what's clearly violence they're just trying to pacify people take their guns you know levy taxes and then you know all of a sudden they're they're uh you know running the show over there oh i don't doubt um for a second they're trying to create a uh, middle eastern client state i'm just saying that you know what a bad idea the way they've been going about doing it they, they're not even doing that right well they can't really do much of anything right but uh nonetheless let me continue here from uh, ms uh, nbc los angeles the troops believe they can learn uh, valuable lessons from the LAPD, which has made inroads into communities after highly publicized abuses. From the videotape beating of Rodney King to corruption in the anti-gang unit, their role is to win the hearts and minds of the community. And that's what they did, said Marine Staff Sergeant Brendan Flynn. <laughs> <laughs> now, really, 
<laughs> uh, yeah, the idea that the police are like buddy buddy with the community in Los Angeles. I mean, this is so totally. These Marines are only being exposed to the police's side of the story, right? Oh, yeah. After that uh, Rampart Division nonsense that happened back in the 1990s, we really got out there and we showed these people that we care about them by arresting more of them for drug crimes, right? I mean, what has changed right. in, in Los Angeles? I, I think at one point the DOJ was even uh, threatening taking over LAPD's oversight, as they did with New yep. Orleans at one point. Recently, wasn't it? I yeah. mean, it was, it was in the last few years. Sure, sure. Yeah, well, we've done it all the last few years. We've been... Uh, <laughs> really just working with the community and really building inroads i mean does anybody believe this crap no i mean at the end of the day this is there it doesn't mitigate or reduce the amount of force that the state still believes that it has over you they're just trying to dress it up and trying to coerce people uh to passively you know just comply and not question what they're doing and and you actually uh, went to school for criminal justice. That's correct. So you've got some level of uh, of experience with the with the system. Yeah, you ever do a ride along things like oh, that? Oh yeah, man. We um, I went to school in Minnesota, and and if I would have stayed in state, I would have uh, had to do a certain number of hours of ride along. So, but I did as many ride alongs as I could in mm-hmm. in state, and then when I knew I was traveling places, I would contact them ahead of time, set up ride along. So I did it. I did them everywhere and saw a lot of stuff. We'll come back with more. Your uh, thoughts are welcome here. Eight hundred two five nine. 9231. More about the policization of the military here in a little bit, kind of the reverse from what we're usually uh, used to seeing happen. And of course, as they train the Marines to act more like cops, well, then it'll be easier for them to just say, well, they're trained as police. We can just use them here in the streets in the United States. Sure. More coming up here. 800 259 9231. It's Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Toll House Refrigerated Cookie Dough. There are a million reasons to bake with Toll House. Find yours at VeryBestBaking.com. Whether it's sweet potatoes on Thanksgiving or burgers on the 4th of July, kids associate certain foods with certain occasions. Family traditions are important to them, so when planning your holiday or birthday menu, keep in mind what they like most and invite the kids to cook up a new food tradition. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features on the site are free, so enjoy those. Including our webcam, you can go to cam.freetalklive.com to watch and listen to the show. Plus, you can chat. Uh, We've got our chat room built into the very same page. So do it all for free, of course, at cam.freetalklive.com. Again, that's cam.freetalklive.com. By the way, the webcam is brought to you by memorydealers.com. They offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, ZenPaks, and X2s that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP at up to 99% off list price. Memory dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. Memory dealers... Com. So we're talking about the uh, police, and they are teaming up with the military, except it's in a bit of a reverse fashion. Normally, uh, we talk about how the military is uh, 
or the police is militarizing in that they are getting more military technology and uh, toys and violent things and uh, tactics and things like that. Now it's uh, going in reverse. Now the police are uh, policizing the military. I don't know if that's a word. But now it is. Uh, so NBCLosAngeles.com is reporting on what was a week-long exercise, uh, unbeknownst to the public, involving Marines dressed in... <laughs> why, why, would you, why would you announce that to the public, you know? Right. And in fact, they didn't even have the Marines in fatigues or anything like that to make it particularly obvious. They were dressed in T-shirts and jeans, observing drug busts, witnessing prostitution arrests, and even following a murder case. It was the largest group of Marines to embed with the city's officers over 70... Uh, Camp Pendleton Marines had this training exercise to help them be better cops uh, so they can be better cops in Afghanistan, apparently. Wow. Uh, according to the story here, one of the Marines, Abbott uh, of Long Island, rode with Sergeant Arno Clare, a 16-year veteran with salt and pepper hair who swims up to a mile a day. During their afternoon together, police handcuffed a bus driver moments after he was caught by an undercover officer with $25,000 worth of crack cocaine outside an apartment complex in south-central L.A., uh, a neighborhood long plagued by violent gangs. The tattooed suspect, wearing an earring and baggy shorts, seemed a world away from the ragtag Kalashnikov-toting Taliban fighters, just as the streets of south-central L.A. are from the dusty villages of mud-brick houses in Afghanistan. But in many ways, police in L.A.'s crime-ridden neighborhoods use the same skills that Marines say could help them. Marines are in charge of training Afghanistan's army and police, but often have no police experience themselves. Their success in building, well, they often have no experience at anything. They're fresh out of high school. Uh, their success in building effective police forces is considered key to stabilizing the country and allowing foreign troops to withdraw, which means, of course, they won't have success at uh, stabilizing anything, so they'll be there forever, just like they are still in Japan. Well, I think that one of the critiques that the Republicans have regarding the uh, the, the withdrawals is pretty accurate. Uh, you know, when you give a timetable with, for withdrawal, and that's basically what's been done in both Iraq and Afghanistan. Weren't they supposed point. to be out by like a month ago or something? Like which that? one? In what, which know. country? One of them, Iraq. I don't Iraq remember. was 2011. They were supposed okay. to be a drawdown. But I thought mission was already uh, successful. Right. Well, we were, it's not successful till we withdraw, and we don't withdraw till 2011, right? <laughs> but um, they, they, you know, the giving a timetable only gives the uh, the the people against whom they're fighting a timetable to wait them out. Because mm-hmm. clearly, you don't go head to head with the United States military. Nobody does. It's stupid. You know, um, you're going to lose that. So you 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 hit them. You hit them and move. Hit them and move. But why hit them and move if they're going to leave? And you have a general idea when they're going to leave. You just Go after the, the, I mean, the the Afghani military likely won't be uh, getting paid very much when, you know, once, uh, you know, they're not getting paid much now. They won't get paid much once we leave. You pay them off and uh, you got them in your pocket. No big deal. Right, right. Yeah. I couldn't help but think when I read things, I try to look at it from different perspectives and try to think what would somebody coming from another perspective think of this? And what would a conservative think about this? Someone who's like pro-war, like a, a Rand Paul supporter or something, like when they would say, Oh, it's great. These may help our troops get more um, acclimated to on the ground and, and, and how to be better soldiers over in Iraq. But the, the Constitution that a lot of these people uh, praise and, and uphold and put on a pedestal uh, in nowhere would, would grant you know, authority 
Like, how were these guys paid? There were 70 people. So who paid them? The federal government? The DOD? Like, obviously, that blatantly violates this piece of paper these conservatives and, and folks, like, put on a pedestal. So Yes, but it's our boys in the military, so it doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> you know, no no constitutional violation too egregious for our guys in the military right. is really the way the conservatives sure. uh, well, think. Right. And those guys aren't war. too concerned about, yeah. uh, you know, the fact that the, I think the Constitution says you can only have the military together for two years at any given time. So. Yeah, that it's, uh, you know, essentially really their, their budget. Budget, um, yeah, the budget is appropriate for two, two years. <laughs> for two years, so that uh, that way the Congress can s- step down and, and think about their military appropriations at that Except point. Except for the Navy, I think they had for a, left for a standing. Navy. Let's go to the phones uh, and the fun here. Shane is on the line in Connecticut. Shane, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, yes. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, actually, what you guys were just talking about. Um, in 2007, 2008, when I was in Iraq, we actually had police officers that we shipped from like Texas and Nevada or whatnot to... Uh, to teach us actually how to, to go through houses and search people and search vehicles and everything. I mean, even though yeah, like I later realized that what I was doing was complete you know, and utter stupidity, but we've actually been doing this for a while. Hmm. And uh, they actually got paid a really, really lot of money. Like, <laughs> I think it was $200,000 non-taxed, and then they would go home for 30 days, and then they would come back to Iraq, make another $200,000. <clears> wow, and then that's leave. a lot of money. Sure, it's easy to pay people <laughs> yeah, when you get the These guys would do process. it and then retire, basically. Wow. So, yep. so y'all learned how to be uh, thug cops, basically. Yeah, going. basically to be a bunch of punks. Yeah. So let me ask you this, though. I mean, uh, you said you realized what you were doing at the time was wrong. So what are you doing today? Are you are you pretty active out there? Are you are you letting folks know uh, what you uh, saw? Yeah, actually, um, I, I just got another Marine to uh, not reenlist. So oh, that's wow. uh, that's a, yeah, score one cool, for the man. whole team. Appreciate right? it. So and I just signed up for uh, FSP. Um, I should be moving up there within the next couple months, like wow. two years early. So and then wow, uh, that's fantastic. from there on, I mean, basically just getting involved as much as possible, kind of redeeming myself to society, you know. Well, I, I think you're doing all anybody could, yeah, man, could possibly uh, you know think of. I mean, that one, the guy that you got to uh, not sign up again, that's that's huge, man. It saved his life. Yeah, and, if, oh, and yeah, somebody yeah. else's. To and the thing them. is, too, is the way he phrased it on Facebook was like, "I'm selling my life to the U.S. government for another three years, this and that," and. Yeah, after I just went off on him, and this other guy was was trying to you know stick up for him, saying, you know, like who am I? I'm not patriotic because I'm telling him to to not reenlist and everything. And he was like, oh, freedom isn't free. And I kept on saying to him, I was like, actually, freedom is free. I was like, it's it's the mindset that people think they they owe something to somebody. You know, that, that somewhere along the line you got to pay for it. You know, there's a dollar sign, and here this is what you have. So to what pay. did it for you? What 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 caused you to change your paradigm? Was it a book, a person? Probably uh, the Free State Project. How did you stumbling uh, upon it and uh, on YouTube? Awesome. So, so you were in there. the were you in the Marines when you found the Free State Project? Oh no, 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 no! This is probably a year and a half after I got out. Okay, so I actually stumbled upon it just out of freak accident. So and uh, ever since then, I've just kind of been hungry for information. You know. So were you of a liberty mindset before finding the Free State Project, or was it the Free State Project that was your catalyst into the liberty movement? I mean, I kind of was, but I really didn't know too much about it, you know. So I was kind of just tippy-toeing around the whole idea, and then as soon as I got more comfortable with the fact that, you know, um, you know, the whole, uh, you know, I, I looked into sovereignty and everything else first. Also. Cool. But well, as soon as I, you know, I, I stumbled upon all this information, I just, you just you know, I was blown away by how much. Yeah, I absolutely understand. I look forward to seeing you up here. Thank you, Shane, for the info. More coming up on the policing of the military. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com.
This is Free Talk Live. We are inviting you to take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it is Ian, Pete, and Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features there. Our bulletin board system awaits you with over 500,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about. Serious issues, fun stuff, silly nonsense. You'll find it all over at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. As we continue here with a story that is revealing apparently a practice that's been going on for a while. According to Shane, who just called in uh, from Connecticut, a former Marine, he said that he had this stuff happening, uh, This tr- the police from the Amer- uh, American police training the American military. He said that stuff was happening to him in Afghanistan when he was there. They were sending uh, policemen over, paying them $200,000, having them train the military members there, and then sending them home after a certain period of time. Uh, and so now the uh, NBC Los Angeles has uh, has written a story about this, how apparently they brought 70 members uh, from Camp Pendleton, including you know people 23 years old, coming in, working with the cops, and, and basically learning how to be cops. Shane said that he learned how to toss people's houses and search through things and, and basically be a thug, uh, you know, beyond what he was trained to do for the military. And so I just think that this, you know, it's very interesting that this is going on as we've seen this convergence between the the military and between the police for quite a while, and now it's kind of converging in in a different direction. Usually, it's the militarization of the police. Now it's the policization of the the military, if you will. So there's more here to the story. Uh, Marines are changing their approach. By the way, they've realized that uh, marching into towns in Afghanistan to show force alienates communities. Huh. They just now figured that one out. Uh, they, need, they need big smiley faces on their chests. Yeah, that'll make a difference, well, right? I don't know if going to the LAPD is a place to remedy that. Maybe if they painted their machine guns with a Hello Kitty uh, paint scheme. That is an, right? I, have you, if you've seen that yeah. on the internet, it is an awesome looking machine gun. Uh, instead, they're being taught to fan out with interpreters to strike up conversations with truck drivers, money exchangers, cell phone sellers, and others. The rapport building can get can net valuable information that could even alert troops about potential attacks. Marines can gather intelligence by picking up the notebooks, receipts, and other papers left behind in raids that could provide insight into the opium business the Taliban uses to buy their weapons, say uh, Af- Afghan experts. I thought the United States military's uh, standard operating procedure on the opium was to leave them alone at this point. Mm, it doesn't sound like that. She told Marines before LA patrols, uh, before the LA patrols, that they should follow the lead of some Afghans who have gone from using the term Mujahideen or holy warrior to identify the Taliban to calling them gangsters. That she said shows how fed up the villagers are with being extorted by them, and calling them gangsters will win them over. She said, "Think of the Taliban as the Sopranos in turbans. I think essentially they're criminals." Peters, who uh, has, and maybe that's true. Uh, but the military is also criminal as well, because when you come in to somebody's home and you turn it upside down based on some sort of suspicion or a tip, uh, you're a criminal. <laughs> you are violating people's property. You're violating their rights. You're killing their friends. You're killing their family members. Anyway, uh, Peters has written extensively about the Taliban being a criminal network, has been talking to troops across the country before they deploy to Helmland Province, a top opium-producing region Afghanistan supplies 90% of the world's opium, the main ingredient of heroin, and is also the leading global supplier of hashish. Last year, opium seizures soared 924% because of better cooperation between Afghan and international forces. Well, that must that's going to do it. No more heroin for the rest of the world. I mean, they've seized 
they're up 924%. That's pretty serious. So that pretty much killed, that must have killed the heroin trade. Yeah, probably not. Oh, yeah, you're probably right about that. Uh, so in the end, the police training mission is what will win the war, according to uh, Marine Second Lieutenant Jared Seinballer, age 24, of Hastings, Minnesota, who spent this past six months training police in Afghanistan, but he acknowledged their police mission faces enormous challenges. He said that many recruits tested positive for drugs, arriving to work high on hashish if they came at all. (laughs) Supervisors were believed to be skimming money off their officers' measly uh, salaries. And one force had men from two tribes who could barely stand each other. And there's yeah, I'll a, bet it's just barely stand each other too. Making sure we uh we we arm these guys for tribal warfare when we when we leave. You yeah, know, this is it's it's so nutty. The idea that even if you do whatever, what what are they doing over there? I guess this is the question. They're, they're turning into cops, basically. They, right. The, the there are as the they're estimates. the war on drugs. The estimates are right. between fifty and one hundred Al Qaeda members in Afghanistan still. And these are people that are, you know, to some extent, dirt poor nobodies. Mm -hmm. Like when I say dirt poor, I don't mean dirt poor in the United States, dirt poor. I mean dirt, dirt poor. They've got nothing but maybe, uh, you know, maybe a gun. Maybe maybe they can, you know, a few things that they carry in a backpack. Nothing. Um, And then, uh, as I understand it, uh, 1,000 to 2,000 Taliban members. Now, remember, the stated purpose of the war was never to do anything about the Taliban. It was to go in and get Osama bin Laden. The Taliban may be a uh, abhorrent religious organization that that runs that country, but there's abhorrent religious organizations that run all kinds of countries. So, uh, what's going to happen when the United States military pulls out? Whatever there's going to be a for the war between the Taliban and, and the, uh, uh, the the current government there, where uh, essentially they just run uh, whatever that major city is, Kabul, um, at at this point. And Whoever's going to win is going to win, and the United States is, is going to be, oh, well, we, we, we tried our best. We dumped trillions of our taxpayers' dollars into that country right. to solve the problem as this, as if any of this solves any kind of problem. Right. They're There's, just going to claim they don't have enough resources to do it right, and, I mean, we, we really shouldn't be surprised. I mean, this is what governments do. They fail, and they just ask for more money, and then they try to extend, you know, they grow their uh, perceived uh, legitimate authority as much as uh, they can at each, you know, uh, real or proclaimed emergency, and and they're just gonna uh, keep failing. So uh, you know it's it's terrible, but in some sense it's gonna cause some people to uh, realize what, what what's going on. What do you mean they're gonna keep failing? Uh, the, Jaron Seinballer, the second lieutenant here, says that the, it's the police training mission that's gonna win the war. He is he is win the war. This is the what key. is the objective? This, I understand the idea of winning the war, but what's the objective? That's a good question. Don't ask him that. That's Jared, what's question. the objective? He is just certain that this is the key. This is what they've been missing the whole time, turning the military into police and then training the yeah. uh, the people there who are high on hashish uh, how to be cops. <laughs> yeah, very very literally the uh, world's policeman at this point. So, uh, yeah, and there's a little bit more. There's also the language barrier between the Marines and the Afghan police. But like most police work, getting past issues of trust and cultural differences begins with a brief encounter on the street. As Claire and Abbott, now this is back in L.A., cruised past a row of dilapidated homes, the police sergeant told him notice how a person's walk and dress changes from street to street and whether children are playing or hurrying by. Crime here increases with summer's heat, he said, encouraging Abbott to identify the violence trigger in Afghanistan, such as the end of the poppy harvest. What's happening, man? said Claire, waving his hand out his window to a man who looked away in disgust. <laughs> <laughs> now, wait a minute. I thought the beginning of the article said they, 
<laughs> didn't didn't the beginning of this story say they've been making connections They're in making the community and like <laughs> everything is cool now between the cops and the the Bail. people in in yeah. L.A. <laughs> Give me some dap, bro. I used to when I was an intern in St. Paul Police, I rode with this guy for a little bit who cruised this one neighborhood that was uh, where they did a lot of prostitution stings and stuff. And so he would like he would take his radio and put it up. His, his CB radio, his speakers, PA, and put it up to the radio while I was playing, you know, some rap or whatever, and try to like be like, "What's up, guys?" Everybody walking by and stuff, and like some people did return his uh, his response, you know. But it was interesting. He seems so Funny. desperate. Anyway, he told Abbott that if they're on the fence about police and they say hi back, then at least we've dealt with that issue. And if they don't, then at least I know who I'm dealing with around here. You didn't say hi to me. You're gonna have some trouble later, boy. Abbott, following Claire's example, waved to a woman in the street. And she waved back. <laughs> right. She's scared of getting shook down later. Right. right. So when it, when is it going to be expanded until they can uh, lawfully, legal, you know, per the man-made legislation, stop somebody on the street and check everything they have or, or you know, do all these other things. Right. Set because, curfews like they've already done. Because the person doesn't return their wave and, 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 you know, turns their head and clicks their tongue in disgust at them. I mean, well, that's that's probable cause to shake that guy sure. down. And- sure. I mean, they're doing it in the you know, New York subway, D.C. subway. They're checking bags, asking people to check bags, and they have cameras everywhere. So really the question is, I mean, if they actually do pull troops out of Afghanistan, they're going to have to send them somewhere, right? And if they send them back here to the United States and they've got all this police training, then... Right. It's not a real big jump here to say, all right, let's put them in the streets. Uh, we've got an emergency, et cetera, et cetera. They'll just come up with some excuse. We're coming up. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features there are free. If you enjoy the program, you can support the show in various different ways. One of them is to shop with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. You can, of course, buy virtually anything through Amazon. They've got dozens of categories in which you can shop, used items even. Or if you go brand new, a lot of the brand new items have free Super Saver shipping as an option attached to them. So make sure you take advantage of that uh, when you're over there. You know Amazon. They're the world's largest internet retailer selling virtually anything. Uh, go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, get what you need, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage. If you want to set up a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, you can let the experts at HostGator.com host you. They're a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You create your, your website with their free site builder tools and templates. Make sure that you use uh, coupon code FTL. That's FTL is in Free Talk Live. And sign up at HostGator.com today to receive your first month completely free. It's HostGator.com code FTL. All right, 800-259-9231. Let's uh, go to your phone calls about what you want and start things out with Jason in Colorado. Jason, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, uh, Ian, Pete, and uh, Mark. How are you guys doing? What's on your mind? Doing well, buddy. I am so glad that I got out of the military back in 2000 before all this stuff went down because uh, I, I just, I, it just breaks my heart to hear the stuff that's going on. Um, I do have an anecdotal story from a, uh, from a friend of mine that was a former Marine Corps officer. He told me uh, a story about the Marines and the cops, why they shouldn't mix back in the uh, L.A. riot days. I think it was the 90s. I used to live in Southern California at the time, and I do remember those very same Marines rolling up from Camp Pendleton on the uh, I- I-5 freeway in their convoys. They were going up to those L.A. riots. And 
he told me that the Marines uh, were split up. These are the young young types. They were split up and given to a couple cops. And the cop uh, was, I don't know where in the city of L.A., but he's basically heard some gunfire coming from a building uh, around the se- uh, second or third floor. So he told these young Marines, uh, cover me. Well, okay. Marines... <laughs> Marines uh, think cover me equals suppression fire. Right. Not, uh, so they started <laughs> blasting at, at the window. building? Yeah. They started lighting oh, up the building with their uh, Hello Kitty machine guns. That is awesome. And, <laughs> not yeah. if you're in the building. And, no, I'm just, I, I, it's, it's such a funny conflict when it comes to these two organizations. For one means cover uh, means one thing and another one means another thing. It sounds like a comic book. Yeah, not to mention. Yeah. These, yeah sorry. Go ahead, Jason. Uh, yeah, so the, so the cop got up there, and by the time he had gotten up there, he was thought he was being fired at from from the from the window, but it was actually the, <laughs> the Marines. Marines that were doing all the shooting. Wow. Go ahead, Pete. No, I was just gonna say. I mean, people uh, people who try to critique, let's say, uh, the ideas of complete liberty of self ownership of the voluntary society, they say, well, what about you know these uh, a private defense agency growing so large and then monopolizing everything? But what do we have here today? Like we see. <laughs> In the case we talked about earlier, and then this case, like um, if if one uh, let's say arm of this gang is in trouble, the other arm of it comes and backs it up, irregardless of the of the laws it purports to enforce. You know, there's obvious clergy uh, jurisdictional issues, and and the folks who support these organizations and think that they're going to be our last vestige protecting us from like you know a police state. I I. You know, I'm sorry to say, but I think that's uh, too too optimistic. I mean, I, that's why I think just uh, communicating these ideas and having a peaceful evolution is the way to go. And sure, we can communicate with folks that are now employed in these occupations, you know, like through groups like Oath Keepers. And I know there's some, some good liberty activists that are thinking about putting some packages together to, you know, that aren't too hardcore that they can still get under the, the uh, military censors, but they can still get into some people's, you know, eyes and, and hopefully in their minds. Yeah, definitely, and I and I think that probably this incident that I just described is probably part of the genesis of where this you know LAPD Marine Corps partnership even started to develop, mm-hmm. and that's not a good thing. I mean, I wish that the Marines never went up to LA, and uh, so so that's the first problem that happened. Uh, but but yeah, this this is probably they probably went back to their after action review and said, well, were all the things that we did wrong? Oh well, we you know we had uh, young soldiers shooting up windows. Uh, because the cop told him to cover them, and and I wish this there's, I wish this training wasn't happening, and the Marine Corps was never using this capacity. But I think that we're going to see this again. Uh, oh yeah. Have been less- well, right. Yeah, as, uh, as Shane had pointed out, uh, this has been going on longer than uh, the, the media has been aware of it. In fact, they this was it's been unannounced up until this point. They finally went out to the uh, the media and said, "Hey, look what we're doing." Uh, and of course, that's because they know the media will write puff pieces about it. Yeah, and if we if we talk about the uh, the cross training between police and military, I mean, it's definitely ramped up in the past couple few decades with the war on drugs. It was the first thing to get rid of the Posse Comitatus Act that said, you know, troops can't be used internally. They made exceptions for the war on drugs. And then, you know, we saw them used more and more for cross training. We saw them used uh, at Waco. They they uh, simulated raids on a facility they made at a uh, at a military base and military hardware was used. You remember Janet Reno? Uh, referred to a tank as a good rent-a-car i mean so these are things that we that we've seen historically and it's just yeah that's why i'm glad uh, that all of us and a lot of the folks listening are are, uh, vocal about this stuff jason anything else you want to share 
Yeah, I do want to slip this right into the talk about the Fed real quick. I think that we'll, we will see riots again in the United States, and I think that's because there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of money coming off the sidelines. Today, today I was about throwing a, a coffee mug at my TV set when I saw Fed Governor Duke. I forget, I don't know where her first name is, but she was on CNBC this morning, and she said, even though the banks have about $1.3 trillion in reserves, and I talked about that a couple nights ago, the agency can't do anything to persuade them to loan the money to businesses, and that is just a bold-faced lie. Uh, the Fed can always make that money come off the sidelines by simply imposing a penalty for storing digital money in their vault. Well, that's not that really persuasion. <laughs> she did use the term persuade. Uh, persuade means to, uh, you know, to to convince someone without using the threat of force. Yeah, so if they jack that, uh, if they jack that uh, fee for storing the money up to ten percent, that money will flop the sides. But I think that that's how you get riots in the U.S. So that's not force, Ian. If, if the fee for storing at the Federal Reserve, she is the Federal Reserve Chairman of some state or one of the regions or another. So that's not uh, that's not coercion. No, no, they're storing the the banks already have the money. And they're just right. holding on to it. He's but saying they're holding that on to it a... with the Federal Reserve, right, Chris? That's just yeah, they're, Jason. They're, they're, sorry, sto- Jason. they're storing it, Mark. They're storing it in the Fed's digital vault. So basically, the it's it's basically set as reserves at the Fed. The Fed can get that money to leave, unlike what she says, by simply charging them a fee to the point where it would bankrupt them if they kept their money there. So. Th- it's a lie. It's not force. It's not force in the same way that the government forces us, because clearly the banks have co- co- you know, consented to working to working with the uh, the Fed. But it's it's changing the deal on them. Uh, you know, their deal no, right the, now. The is interest they rates aren't nailed down. You can change the deal anytime you want when it comes to interest rates. Are they paying? Uh, money it's like to, a month to month lease on a renter. So are they paying right they're, now? They're Jason? paying point two five, point two five percent. So, but the, but the banks are still losing money because that. They're paying more to deposit. Well, what would you call that? If it's not, Mark, if it's not uh, coercion and not persuasion, then what is that? Because it's not persuasion. It is. Well, they're, they're not at- really attempting to persuade um, uh, persuade them. And all it is is incentivizing people to do what you want. I mean, I if you want <laughs> if you want more money, if you want your renter to move out, you raise the rent on them. They may move out, right? Yeah, I see where you're coming from on that. Uh, the toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate it. Uh, you can dial in toll-free, bring up what you want. Let's talk to Eric in Washington. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Eric. Yeah, it's uh, crazy talking, Jew hating, wishing he was raping you instead of the bankers raping you, Eric. Yeah. Okay. I, I there you are. Um, I love that you're talking about economics right now, but your understanding of it. I'm not trying to be inflammatory, and I understand why you guys would use uh, that kind of language towards somebody that uh, is actually able to expose the reality, because it's a painful reality. What kind of language are you referring to? Uh, Crazy talking and inferring that... Well, lay it on us. Let's quit the suspense. Uh... And in insinuating that I that because I'm I don't like the fact that if you have a dollar in your pocket right now, somebody's making money off of that dollar. Do you understand that? That's uh, the feds can print more dollars and therefore make money off of it by withdrawing the value from the dollar in my pocket. They're they're collecting interest on that dollar right now. That's in your pocket. The Federal Reserve is collecting interest on the dollar that was uh, issued by the U.S. Treasury. You're right about that. 
and it was loaned to somebody who's paying interest. And and if they're not paying interest, it's it's accruing, and they plan on taxing it out of you later. Okay, that's that's not a dividend. A dividend is a legitimate form of interest. Okay, usury is not. Are, are you following me by any chance? Make, making money off of that dollar in your pocket—that's you, that should be illegal. I mean, if you knew how wrong. That was. Tell you what, I'll bring him back here in a little bit. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, more coming up here with your calls about anything. Free Talk Live. In the decades to come, hardy adventurers will colonize the solar system, rediscovering freedom and finding vast new wealth. But the government of Earth will seek to extend its power and claim that wealth as its own any way it can. Escape from Terra, Volume 1, the first trade paperback collection of the popular adventure webcomic series, is available now for $12.95 from Big Head Press at BigHeadPress.com. is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features there, totally free. Again, freetalklive.com. Tonight, it is Ian. And Mark. Uh, Pete had to step away. He's uh, doing an interview for Liberty on Tour, and I think we may be hearing from uh, Adam uh, from LibertyOnTour.com. He may be joining us here in a little bit uh, as well. We're taking your phone calls about anything coming up. Mark, you're going to tell us about the police, $500, and stopping a bullet. We'll see what that means. Happens. Yeah, we'll see what that means here in a little bit. But uh, going back to Eric in Washington, Eric, uh, you're back on Free Talk Live now, you called yourself a moment ago, you called yourself Jew-hating. Uh, is, uh, what's that all about? When you were talking to Kurt the other day about the call I made the day before, uh, you insinuated that if somebody does not tolerate uh, this illegal way of uh, ripping people off, then, uh, then they must not like Jews. Yeah, you're right. Uh, we didn't really uh, suggest. I, I think Mark had pointed out that he didn't think that about you, and so that's why he didn't bring that up during your call. Okay. It does. Yeah. I mean, bygones, by you know, whatever. Okay. So, so let's uh, let's talk about interest, since that's what you were calling about tonight. It seems, at least, uh, to uh, tell us about how interest is a bad thing. Is it always bad to charge interest? Well, there's two kinds of interest. Uh, okay. One is a dividend. I I earn some money. Uh, and I buy stock in a company, and that's like buying a tool that that company uses to produce something, and then I get a cut. Uh, that's that's a legitimate form of interest. Dividends uh, are pretty rare these days. You usually only get them from bank stocks. Are you aware well, of that? Uh, you, you can't pour money, pour water on a dollar bill and make it turn into a dollar ten. Um, Is that an answer to that question? Yeah. Can you ask it again, Mark? You're, you're literally you're, you're, you're trying to change the subject on me, practically. 
Okay. Um, um, you're saying that giving money to a company and then getting something back uh, is as a dividend. You know, it's. I guess you can call dividends um, interest, but they're not where, really where interest. Where else does because, wealth come from? There is no other. You you can dig up some gold out of the ground. Uh, or you can manufacture something or provide a service. Interest there, is not the same as a dividend. A dividend is something you get for owning a portion of a con- company. Interest is something you get for loaning money. Loaning money to somebody that is going to produce something. You, everybody is like a mini corporation. In, you know? Indeed, With, but what if they just business. use the money to go out and buy a big screen TV? Well, you're going to have to do something to recapture that currency. Right, but it's not a back. dividend. Uh, let, so, so you're against you interest, though, right? I mean, you're against me loaning Mark a thousand dollars and charging him, uh, you know, twenty bucks interest. No, you can do whatever you want, but I'm, I'm asking I'm, you what you're what you're in favor of. Are you against interest or not? I mean, uh, just, can I give you an illustration? Can you clarify for me whether you're for or against interest? I am for legitimate interest. There is a form of illegitimate interest. It's called usury, and I can give you an illustration of how it works. Okay, sure. Um, let's say you two guys and eight other guys, I am the bank. I'm the only one that can print money. If you print money, you go to prison. Uh, so I loan you each $10 for a total of $100. Now, you got to pay me back interest. So you each got to pay me back $11. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, now, the first guy can pay me back $11 the second guy, so on and so forth, until we get to the ninth guy, and he pay, if he pays me back $11, that's a total of $99. That leaves $1 for the guy, for the last guy. He can't pay me back. He literally cannot pay me back. I understand that. Like, we get how fractional reserve banking works and how um, the idea of creation of money and all that. It's the, it's, it's the spin you're putting on this terminology. It, it, Usury means lending money. That's, no, Dividends that's, mean uh, giving money to somebody who owns a portion of your company. Well, you, uh, what it, I have a problem with is the terminology that you use to define these things. Well, the definition yeah, it, of usury, it, according to the dictionary, is the lending or practice of lending money at exorbitant interest, whatever exorbitant well, depends on who you ask. What I'm hearing from you, Eric, let me just recap what you said make sure I'm understanding you right. What I'm hearing from you is that in this fiat monetary system where the government and its member – Federal Reserve and its member banks can print out as much money as they want to, they They are are in complete control of the money supply. And so therefore, if they print out X and they demand X plus Y in interest, then where does that money come from? It can't come out of thin air. So I understand where you're coming from. And we agree with you on that. We're in 100 percent. Accord right, so with we don't. That. Right. So we don't really need to cover that any further. So well, where is the disagreement the coming in? What's that? Where is the disagreement coming in then that you have with this with this program and what we are saying on the air about monetary policy and economics and things like that? Uh, I've got a solution. Okay, a solution to the it, problem of this. Uh, what you just ex- uh, it, expanded it, on? It, yeah. What, okay. Uh, it's another illustration. To try to help, under you know the dumb ones. Understanding. Come on. uh, okay, so let's say like we're all on me. an island. Yeah. What? Go ahead. We're on an island. Go ahead. Uh, and there, there's like a hundred people on this island, isolated island, uh, and everybody's got different skills, and so we have to have a market that 
we uh, trade our different products. A medium of exchange, perhaps? Uh, well, we, we come to the market to trade, yeah, okay. and, we, and we need a medium of exchange. Now, assuming we're just all completely honest, we could each pick up a rock and put a, a one on it and say, this, this rock is a dollar that, at, you know, at the rate of a, you know, roughly what a dollar is right now here in the United States. We could just say that, and, and, eat, and this is the deal. We're each going to pick up five rocks, and we're going to walk into the market with these five rocks and our goods and services, and we're going to, whenever we can't barter directly these goods and services, we're going to just use these rocks uh, in exchange. But the key is, when we w- leave the market, we have those five rocks. We have captured back five rocks. We have done something to capture back those five rocks. None of us went to a bank and paid a private guy, uh, somebody that didn't even that just picked up rocks. We n- how we is this example? To- I'm sorry. How is this example useful at all to real life? I mean, what are you talking about? Uh, I'm talking about not creating a welfare state. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, not in I'm, favor of a welfare state. You're not convinced that the you're I'm trying not in to favor of the state at all, the dude. banks can. You, you, what? I said I'm not in favor of the welfare state or the state well, at all. Then you have to eliminate this banking system. Okay. We agree with you on that. However, what I heard from you the last time you called, which you've referenced a couple of times now, was that you want to recreate the banking system in much in its same form on more localized levels, be it state or municipalities or whatever, how municipalities Right, and I actually heard your call to uh, part of your call to Free Minds Radio yesterday on the Liberty Radio Network at LRN.FM, and in in that call uh, you were talking about how you think fiat currency is a fine idea. That's that's what those rocks are. They're fiat, okay? Yeah. But I but want the, something that has uh, better than just made up well, value. You're, you're talking about barter. taking you're talking about taking some valueless substance and then having everybody exclaim that it's valuable. Well, and the only way you can do that, the only way you can make a substance that is valueless, uh, barring tally sticks, which you know are this anomaly in history. But I would love to hear you um, defend how you can do this, how you can make rocks valuable at a dollar a piece without using the violence and force of government. Uh, the, yeah. Can't be yeah. done. Thanks <laughs> for the call. Well, you got to stick a gun in someone's face and say, you're going to take this rock, and you're going to give me a piece of that rock because I own you and your labor. And that's eight, what government does. Yeah. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. The real economic solution is to allow the marketplace to handle creation of the, the go-between, the right. mo- uh, Whether the it's money. gold or silver or um, you know a, a, an IOU for a dozen eggs or whatever it is that people come up with with their best um, medium of exchange. And I think it'll be uh, some kind of basket uh, currency kind of situation. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.
Free Talk Live, you can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231 is promised. Adam is joining us here from LibertyOnTour.com. Good evening. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Always a, always a good time having you here. Uh, Pete, uh, I don't know if he's going to come back later or what y'all's plan is. but Yeah, we got a conference call going on, you know, getting down to the crunch time for Liberty on Tours launching August 4th. So, you know, we're down That's to that nitty gritty time. Very cool. So we're, of course, going to keep our listeners in the loop. And they should go right now to LibertyOnTour.com if they haven't yet bookmarked the site, add it to their uh, blog reader, etc. As we continue here, uh, we're just taking people's phone calls as we always do. So let's continue uh, doing that and talk to Brian Listening in Maine, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Brian. Hey, guys. Good evening. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I was, I've been listening to you guys more and more, and I'm really appreciating what you do with uh, the serious solutions on the ground. And I happened to hear you on the Jones Show, and he happened, Alex Jones Show, and he happened to kind of get you to say that you're kind of agnostic or, or maybe don't go there uh, with regard to the reason we're in 9 uh, excuse me, the reason we're in Afghanistan. I really appreciate you covering the fact that. Who's you know, in Afghanistan? In- I'm sorry, just. Who? I'm sorry. Let me try to start over again. We're in Afghanistan, and I appreciate you covering uh, the tyranny the, the issues with relations. No, no, no. What I meant was, I was just picking on you because you're I'm using, in New England. Uh, you're using the collectivist speak. I'm nowhere near Afghanistan, and I will not go to Afghanistan. So no, please, excuse uh, me. No, sorry, but we're but you're referring to the policification of the uh, military, yeah. and you're referring to Afghanistan tonight. And I wanted yeah. to thank you for that. Sure. And I also wanted to see if you guys could maybe just admit that it's kind of like a marketing thing that you guys seriously just kind of avoid mentioning what you know to be the case, which is that there is definitely um, a case uh, behind, the factual case behind the uh, official 9-11 story, which you guys are surprised to hear you promoted on Friday, I believe it was. You often kind of default to that promotion of the uh, official story that there are these terrorists and that the Taliban are our enemies. So I'm kind of, kind of hoping you can kind of talk about that a bit. Uh, first of all, I don't know My whose question. enemies. I don't really consider myself having any enemies. So you're using the, again this collectivist uh, terminology, like we are in Afghanistan. I'm not uh, that they're our enemies. They're not my enemies. So the people uh, that called in tonight had served there, you know, in Iraq and Afghanistan. And my question was, do you guys remember the ancient history as to why we're supposedly in Afghanistan? You said it earlier. It was about getting Osama, but you, I've never heard you refute it. And to the contrary, I've actually heard you promote the official story. Can you please comment on the official story in your I don't think I've ever promoted the official story. I don't know what you're referring to there. I'm referring to, sir. I'd be glad to tell you. The other night, you were referring to the terrorists, and you you chose to talk about, you choose to continually kind of not go there with regard to the controversial reason that we've invaded. Excuse me, not we've. I appreciate your... They. How about they? Uh, look, I think they really are the terrorists, it. personally. I think that the government people are the terrorists. Uh, Absolutely. But, well, that's well said. That's Brian, probably going as far as I need you to go. I no, guess. it's, it's uh, not, though. I, I do have a question for you um, now. Um, the how many? What is the worldwide percentage of people? And I'm, I, we're not even going down the United States here. Worldwide percentage of people that believe that the United States government or some powerful cabal of people, uh, you know, committed the nine eleven attacks. Vast majority, I would say, probably. You'd be absolutely wrong. The worldwide percentage, according to uh, Wikipedia, on the September eleventh attacks, would be fifteen percent of people believe this. Where is that coming? The from? United States government. Did, Look at what what I say? Wikipedia. About the, the, but the Wikipedia guy. needs to cite their sources, Mark. It's just something that anybody can edit. I mean, how do you get a Zogby. percentage? There's a Zogby poll that did a worldwide poll? It, apparently. Look, there's, there's all kinds of world polls all over this thing. I mean, it, this thing's full sure of it. And I'm telling you that, that the world... Brian, the world believes that it wasn't 
some kind of uh, you know secret cabal, the United States government, or anything like that. The world believes that it's Al Qaeda. Right. Mostly. And when I talk about on like a Saturday night show, when I Brian, when I talk about uh, terrorists and I use that term, uh, I'm talking about it in a term that uh, in a way that our listeners can understand because they have been kind of pre-programmed with this idea that there are these terrorists and they're out to get them, and so that's usually the the context I'm uh, speaking under. It doesn't mean that, that I have one particular belief system or another about what happened on 9/11. So if you'd like me to answer that question, I will. Uh, the uh, the 9/11 attacks, I have no opinion on. I think that uh, I think the government's probably lying about it, and I think the conspiracy theorists probably don't have it all together either. Well, that's kind of uh, kind of a cop out, don't you think? Because that's the reason these guys are going over there, and so I, I really think that we. Ought Why to would it be a cop out? That's my honest opinion. Well, it's just that acting like it's the uh, the world's opinion matters. No, don't you that guys? Is the, but look, oh no, I don't care. Do the research. Okay, I, I know you, you love research, right? If you if you're all worried about 9/11 sure. attacks, do sure. the research on what people generally believe. Get what out of the matter? echo chamber what for a second. Matter? I agree with you. It doesn't matter. Why does matter it matter? Because this is a general interest radio show, and we're talking to people you who have a general it. level Thank of you knowledge. So much. That's all I wanted you to admit is that you were intentionally not going there for the sake of expanding the audience. I'm not going there that. because I don't think it matters. Well, wait, Mark. What he's suggesting is that you actually believe the uh, the 9/11 I truth don't. story. And I that, believe you know, that there were real live airplanes flown into real live buildings, buildings that killed course. real live people. He's also that accusing that is a red herring, and of course I believe that as well. In a real life. Uh, uh, war games and ops were going on that day, and we have evidence and whistleblowers to that effect. Well, I, you know, this is where the do not go there. Understandably, it is very frightening, and it will frighten off a few of the potential free staters. So Th- there's also very evidence. Good. I appreciate your admission. There's also evidence that points to government that's sending these men here and and doing these wrong things and and immoral things in their other country. But the no one wants to look good at the point. flip side of that coin as an as an anti-war perspective. Oh, I should do. I appreciate that too. It's not just one uh, enemy, but I. But uh, you know, if we don't admit that the plans for the invasion of Afghanistan were on uh, on the desk of the president, that's that's some kind of evidence, right? There's evidence, evidence, evidence. It's not a conspiracy theory, and and so again, I appreciate you guys willing to focus on your issues, and so you're doing the the whole move a lot of good. But when you go ahead and kind of parrot it using code, you actually reinforce the reason those people went. You're saying like the us versus them mentality. Pat, Pat Tillman signed up, and he, and we now know he signed up for a bogus reason. And I wish you would consider. He was also he was also shot by a uh, friendly fire too, wasn't he? Yes, mm-hmm. he was shot by an enemy of him who actually must have held his held his head down because there were multiple bullet wounds in such close proximity. You know, one bullet wound would have knocked his head out of the way. I think I think Brian, you misunderstand my motivations. I mean, you, you kind of are putting words in in my mouth, suggesting that oh, well, thanks for admitting that you do it because of this. Well, the reason why we don't cover the 9-11 truth stuff is the same reason we don't cover the Oklahoma City truth stuff is the same reason we don't talk about the JFK assassination. I may have a particular viewpoint on one thing or another, but I don't care in reality about what the truth is behind those stories because it doesn't make a difference to me as to as far as how we can achieve liberty in our lifetime. I don't think the police state that you work so hard against is at all busted up in a, in a maximum exponentially increased by this uh, lie that oh, you... Oh, I think that... I don't, to, to me, it doesn't matter about the, the lies. To me, what matters is what they do. And that, yes, they use 9-11 as an excuse to increase the size of the police state. But even sure. if 9-11 was true, even if the government's story was true, it would still be a poor way to go about taking care of it the way Absolutely. that they're going about well it. Well said. Well said. All right. Thanks for the we call agree. tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I don't know. Did he... 
was it like a gotcha thing for him? Like, haha, yeah. you know, I, I I've don't shown know. you for I mean, who I, you really are. I, I, I've got no answers. To me, at least it didn't accuse us of being uh, NWO uh, conspirators. When I look at the opinion Illuminati. polls on a uh, right. on, on a on a national and international basis. What I see well, I, are a bunch of people that think that nine, the 9 never done this because don't of, really make much sense. I'm sorry, sense. Mark. I've never done uh, taken a position on this show because of what opinion polls say. I'm so not saying it to because me, of that's that. Not very persuasive. I'm just saying, you know, why is is that opinion persuasive? One 259 The SACL CAI toll free line. You can bring up what you want. You're welcome to share your thoughts on this or anything. Free talk live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian. Adam. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features on the site for free. Uh, You can head over there and take advantage of our archives. We've got a lot of them uh, going back to 2006 and our pot, uh, actually 2009 in the podcast. If you click the archives page at freetalklive.com, you can go all the way back to 06. And it's all free. You don't have to log in or uh, pay a membership fee or anything like that. You just go and enjoy at freetalklive.com. Now, are you frustrated with the lack of freedom where you live? Tired of the oppressive state intruding into your business and personal life? If you knew that thousands of liberty-loving people were all moving to the same place and getting active, would you join them? I did. And you can. Join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. As we continue here, I want to uh, take a quick break here from the phone calls and expound just a little further. Because I think there was some confusion with that the last caller that we had on, uh, Brian, who was calling in to sort of of call us out and uh, have a gotcha moment uh, on Free Talk Live about why we don't talk about stuff like the 9-11 truth thing. And that's not to say that that doesn't get talked about. We're open phones. Anybody can call in about anything. And certainly the truther types have called in countless times uh, to air their factoids or whatever it is they, they want to get out. Uh, but yeah, we challenge it sometimes on this program. And so it seems as though the uh, Free Talk Live you know, intentionally avoids, say, having guests on about the, the subject and things right. like that. And, and the it- caller, was his name Brian? Yes. Uh, mentioned that it was a red herring that I didn't think that uh, that I thought that real planes flew into real buildings and killed real people um, because the, the the truther crowd is this big variety of people that believe a whole bunch of things and what they would like to they believe that there's some problems with the the facts on 9-11. And I'd, I'd love to, you know, yes, another great study on 9-11 would be, uh, you know, uh, perpetrated by the government would be awesome. Awesome. Let's do that. Let's spend taxpayer money on that crap. And they also believe some of them but are lizard people. Some of some of them <laughs> believe that uh, holograms were flown in. Some of them believe that the airplanes didn't crash. But in fact, the, the buildings were blown up. They believe uh, the buildings didn't burn. Who knows? Uh, there's 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 as many guesses as to what happened as there are 9/11 truthers. 
So uh, when you had said, Mark, and we were talking about this during the break, uh, when you had said that, well, 15 percent of the world's population doesn't believe that story. And I'd like to include that that's, you know, people in Arab countries, too, who don't want to believe that uh, Arabs had anything to do with it. I, I just uh, it, it made it seem like, well, Free Talk Live doesn't uh, focus on this because of what polls say. And I think that's uh, clearly uh, that's if that was what you're trying to say, I, I don't I hope you weren't, because that's not how I feel about things. I've never taken positions on this show based on what I think is going to be popular. I mean, remember a, a few years ago when I was turning into an anarchist at that time, an anarcho-capitalist, you were uh, deathly afraid of what might happen to, uh, to Free Talk Live's success, because you've always been a little bit more worried about that sort of thing. And I just stay true to myself and true to my my beliefs and and that's what i ex- express on the air and i've never you know stuck my thumb up in the air to say all right what do the american people think about this or the world well uh, what do they think about this i think that it's important how one portrays one's message right the message on free talk live if there is a message besides you can call in about anything and we'll talk to you about it is that we believe in liberty and mm. um i i think that what i've seen from the 9 11 9-11 truth shows out there, the Alex Jones show. He mentioned Alex Jones, and I think Alex Jones does a great show, but I, he's got this this sort of shtick where he's like, okay, whatever um, current natural disaster or past natural disaster or whatever, or um, or atrocity committed by whatever um, you know group of people was a conspiracy by the Bilderbergers, blah, 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 blah. So, because of this, we need to get back to the Constitution and um, you know throw these guys out and get new guys or whatever. So, rather than just saying, we need to have an ultra conservative uh, government, which is what he, you know, he means. He has to go this sort of roundabout path, which is we need an ultra conservative government because there's these all these plots against, uh, you know, the the people of the United States and the world at large. Here on Free Talk Live, we say, look, the government's not good at anything except killing people, and it really wouldn't be very good at that if uh, if the marketplace tried to compete with them. But it's not profitable to kill people because pe- people buy things. Um, so, you know, don't we we have this very fact based kind of philosophy, and then we show that the 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 answer is liberty rather than this you know, research-based philosophy as far as uh, the conspiracy theories go. That, that, that's a really good point, the word facts. And I think that's the difference or the common thing in both of these. Um, with the conspiracy theories, theorists, they have no facts. And the polls... They would say they do. Well, right. I, I, I guess you. I shouldn't have used facts. But they really? have, they have I, I think, a small group of people that are willing to back up their statements. You know, uh, I, like uh, the building fell at free fall speed. They got one guy that'll say this, and you can get another 10 guys who would say, this isn't actually that uncommon. But anyways, uh, I wanted to touch on the polls, too, which to me, ever since watching uh, Penn and Teller's uh, BS uh, show where um, they did a poll or a show on Frank Luntz, who did all those polls and so on and such. And if you watch that show, it just every time I hear the word polls, it it goes to show that like they're not fact based at all, which are both of the things that we're arguing or talking about uh, uh, fall short of. Uh, polls. If you interview three people in this room and we all say, "Does the the government suck?" We're all going to say yes. That doesn't mean it's a hundred percent. People think the government sucks. I mean, it's it's the people you poll and how you can manipulate and the questions. questions. Yeah, exactly. So even the fifteen percent, you know, it doesn't really mean anything to me. Polls don't mean anything to me. And the conspiracy right. theorists, when we could show so many wrongs with government directly, don't mean anything to me. Because even if it's this group up here who wants to end goal is eliminate eighty five percent of the people, their biggest weapon is government, and that's what we can all attack together on the same common ground. And that's why I personally choose not to get into the debate of the conspiracy theorists. I say, you can believe what you want, but let's attack the problem. I think government's a problem. You can recognize that government's their biggest weapon, even though you think government is a good thing if you could fix the weapon. 
I uh, disagree, but let's go for that. And it's not to say that uh, that I haven't looked into this stuff. I have. I've I've seen the videos. I've seen videos about the Oklahoma City bombing. I've seen uh, stuff about you know Waco. And, you know, did the government attack first at Waco? Well, <laughs> the government attacked first in that they rolled their tanks up to that place. Whether they actually attacked first, I think there may be some persuasive evidence on that. But uh, but it doesn't matter because they aggressed against David Koresh in the first place by coming after him. Sure. Uh, and and so, really, I, I think one of the problems with the 9-11 truth movement and the, for lack of a better term, conspiracy movement, is that they, they're not really striking at the root. I mean, they talk about truth. But they're not really talking about the real truth. They're just talking about what they believe to be the true uh, occurrences, the, the true events surrounding uh, the background, surrounding one particular event, and then another event happens. They pick that and they try to ascertain what they believe the real story is on that. But the real truth that needs to be talked about is the truth of the aggression of the state, is the fact that uh, government is nothing more than, uh, you know, it's, it's nothing more than a fantasy that allows some men and women to, uh, to exercise violent control over other men and women. That's, I think, one of the truths that's most important to me. So we talk about truth on this program. We, I just think we talk about a far more important sort of truth. We don't get bogged down in the little details of what might have happened here or what did happen there and this particular day and who was in charge of this and what was going going on and all of that stuff well this is the real story well the real story is government is force and it's wrong to use force against our peaceful neighbors and that force has unintended consequences these are the underlying currents underneath much of the content that is brought out on the air by the hosts of this show obviously as you mentioned mark we've got open phones anyone can call about anything but the there are certain themes that we are working on getting across and the theme of the conspiracy movement is a very different theme than the theme of uh, Free Talk Live. Their theme is that there is this unstoppable group of men and women calling themselves the Rothschilds or the Bilderbergers or the Illuminati. whatever. It's the, the Illuminati. Commission. It's right. the Council These on guys. Foreign Relations. Right. So, or the Masons, don't forget them. Yeah, uh, the Masons. They're poisoning the water. Right. So, you know, there's, there's the, their theme is that there's this group of powerful men and women who is controlling the world, and they want one world government, and they're going to kill, as you mentioned, 85% of the population, and it's all coming. You need to get your bomb shelter built. You need to get your food stocked up. You need to get in there and uh, get your nuke alert and whatever else, you and know. Hey, that's a good point, too, is their message also is a violent one at, at times. I shouldn't uh, group them all, but... Uh, um, like the Alex Jones gets worked up, real angry, and it's it's the revolution is coming, and get your guns and do this and that. Well, to, it's you know for us, uh, like uh, freeking dot com, it's a peaceful evolution. We, we we attack the issue of the state, which is its nature to grow and its its course of violence. We talk about solutions and yep. and peace. And I like uh, you know sometimes Alex's shtick is really good. I mean, I've seen some of his stuff where you where they put it on YouTube where they good get, for TV. You know, yeah, it it, it 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 can be good, and uh, you know I'm I'm not going to diminish it in that aspect. It's just not the way I want to live. More coming up. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian. Adam. And Mark. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's Free Talk Live dot com and uh by the way freetalklive.com is brought to you by startpage.com and their seven day challenge for seven days 
Use StartPage.com instead of your Big Brother search engine and experience the difference. You'll get search results aggregated from 12 major search engines. And unlike your old search engine, you'll have complete privacy in your search. Start the seven-day challenge today at StartPage.com. Again, StartPage.com. So I think we've uh, fairly well explained to those of you who might be newer listeners of the program or who might have been confused uh, about what the intention is behind this program, why we focus on the things that we do versus the things that we don't focus on, etc. But if you're still confused, feel free to call in. We'll help you out. 800-259-9231. Oh, there was one other point I wanted to make, and that is that the... um, you touched on this for a moment, Adam, that a lot of the conspiracy shows have a very angry message uh, to them, and I used to be angry, so I, am, I understand where they're coming from. Um, I try to, if I get angry thoughts in my mind or, or violent thoughts or whatever, I, I actively reject those and embrace thoughts of uh, love and forgiveness and compassion, and, and I think that's an important focus point uh, for this program these days. Plus, our message is, uh, as you mentioned, as p- peaceful evolution. It's a positive message. It's, it's a an message, inclusive message. It's yeah, you know, it's a message of change and encouraging people to shift their paradigm. Uh, and, and at the same time, the the conspiracy message is a very defeatist message oh the world's going to be exterminated you better get ready you know that kind of thing and uh, even if that's true even if it is true what they're saying if it all turns out to be true that indeed there are world elites attempting to exterminate people i'm not going to live my life that way i'm not going to live my life in fear of what they might do I'm going to live my life as free as I possibly can and get together with other people who feel the same way. And if they end up, as I've said this before, and, you know, the conspiracy people make fun of it, uh, if they drop a nuke on New Hampshire, because that's what one of the big objections to the free state. Well, if you get everybody that loves liberty together, uh, they'll just kill you. That's one of the <laughs> that's one of the kind of paranoiac uh, objections to the free state project usually it's it's too cold but sometimes people well they'll roll in tanks they'll drop a bomb okay fine who cares it, we're already going down a very scary road we see the police state we talked about the military uh, military and the police training together in the first hour of the program i mean that's pretty scary stuff there there's no doubt that there's some scary police state stuff that they are doing and that is only going to get worse over time so really it's just a matter of time i mean if you really believe that they're going to to do all this horrible stuff then let's get together and at least have a good time in the meantime right exactly be around as many people that can support it i mean i totally agree as a person who's been uh, a victim of the drug war and and through the justice system uh, and uh, uh, an advocate user of, of cannabis, um, I lived in fear for so long. And I mean, just to uh, be in Hampshire's last couple months and just be relaxed on the fact that you it's not as scary as being a two-time felon in Wisconsin. Uh, you know what I mean? It, it, those things don't transfer with me in New Hampshire. I mean, so essentially just that move made me freer and less afraid. And that's, I mean, a, a great feeling to have. Absolutely. It's being around those other people that uh, that makes such a difference. So I, I hope that uh, that explains things. Let's continue with your phone calls and talk to Dave in Connecticut. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Adam, and Mark. Hello, Dave in Connecticut going once. Dave in Connecticut going twice. Wah, wah. We will try a different Dave. This one is in New Hampshire. Dave, you are on Free Talk Live. Hello. Maybe our board out fell asleep. Dave's anywhere out there. One, two, we continue then. Our side, we got these calls on our amp line. Sonny is on the line in South Dakota. Sonny, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. I wanted to get back to the topic you had uh, at the beginning of the show about the military. Yes. And relate that to money. So I, I looked up the definition for mercenary, and I found it says, 
uh, motivated by private gain. And so I thought, well, bureaucrat, police officer, thug, gangster, you know, aren't these all mercenaries? What do you think about that? Well, usually I would I would say that uh, the the sort of unspoken uh, aspect to a mercenary is somebody who w- works who doesn't work for the government organization, um, you know, that, that's paying them, if you know what I mean. Um, so, I mean, a soldier works for the United States government. A U.S. soldier works for the U.S. government. However, if the U.S. government rents out its U.S. soldiers to some other government, then it's, uh, you know, I guess those guys would be mercenaries or Hessians or some term like that that they would use. But uh, all, all these people who uh, who are doing these things that, you know, we don't really approve of, could you imagine them doing them if they weren't getting paid to do them? No, they wouldn't, likely. Yeah, exactly. I agree with you on the aspect of the, those that are uh, government agents uh, being mercenaries, because essentially, like that's the number one line you hear out of most people is, oh, you know, the the job, the tra- or the money, the travel, uh, the things associated with military, other jobs. But like you said, uh, thugs and gangbangers, I believe, and I think those would be like uh, kind of like a mercenary by default because. Those are through uh, regulations and the harms of, of the, the government in which those people can be perceived. I can see the argument for it, but uh, essentially I feel that's a, that's a quick fix because they, they're due to regulation and things are forced into that violent tendency of protecting their, you know, essentially property and uh, lives from other men with guns who are the real mercenaries. It seems that as, as long as there are people who have to drive to do these things that they otherwise wouldn't do, um, this problem will persist, and obviously it's most affluent with governments because of their monopoly. And they can, like these uh, guys you were talking about earlier, something like $200,000 per job or something. As long as somebody or an organization can create that amount of wealth, there will be the people who are willing to do these things for that money, unless, of course, there was a way to change that behavior so that people weren't driven. Sure, that's why I try to show the folks like uh, through coplock.org, a, a website I'm involved with, uh, like uh, the mercenaries, uh, try to show them that even in the private market, in, in their skills of private protection, um, that wouldn't have these victimless crimes and these other uh, reasons that folks can go after, or they uh, can harm victimless and uh, uh, peaceful people. But you show, you tell them, like even though they're paid mercenaries now and they say this for that it's for the protection of others, um, they would be more profitable, uh, better off uh, in their personal lives, and probably sleep a lot better at night uh, if they would take that skill set and apply it to a true free market where where it's not uh, paid for by theft. Sonny, other thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I think this also can apply to people who are in desperate situations, such as uh, the very poor. If a person's really at the you know very bottom, they can do a and will do almost anything they, they need to to survive, including violent and, and aberrant behaviors. Sure, that's so true. So wouldn't uh, the elimination of poverty, for example, be be a good step to try to prevent people from doing these things sure. for money when, when they're already prosperous? If, they, if there's a high level of prosperity and... Uh, You've got more to lose. If you've got more to lose, you're not going to. Yeah, you're, I absolutely understand where you're coming from. Uh, clearly, eliminating poverty is a, a worthy goal, and the best way to go about doing that is to uh, to have freedom, uh, because then people will be able to keep the money that they earn, invest it, save it, and spend it in the ways that they think are best. They'll be free to create wealth for themselves. Uh, the poor, the poor in America, are kept poor because of the government's policies. For the most, I mean, for the most part, beyond their bad habits. I mean, there are some of them that just are are hooked on sure, uh, alcohol and cigarettes, but 
Problems um, getting IDs if you don't have an address, you can't get a job. Right, so there's and that. Such. And just the very getting their their feet on the very bottom rungs of the economic ladder exactly. can be very difficult for them. Uh, a lot of... Uh, the rules my, prevent it. Right. One of my favorite stories comes from Dr. Mary Ruart's excellent book, Healing Our World, uh, which you can read for free at ruart.com. Or actually, you can go to book.freekeen.com. Just download it right from there. We've got it in PDF form. We've got it in ebook uh, form, so you can get it for like the Amazon Kindle and whatever other ebook kind of readers there are. I've got it in multiple forms for you, and it's all free. Uh, but in her book, she talks about a 15-year-old girl in a poor black neighborhood who was uh, doing African hair braiding. And, uh, of course, what happened was the newspaper found out about it, and, of course, they did a human interest story about it. Oh, cute little cute? story, yeah. Right? Isn't this cute that this girl is, you know, she's doing her own business, and this is great? And then uh, what happened is normally what happens when that stuff uh, transpires is a city bureaucrat found out because of the newspaper story, tracked the girl down, came in there and told her that she needed to have a business uh, license or a hair braiders or uh, hair cosmetology license, I guess. And in order to get that, you have to go through a thousand hours or something of uh, training at some government approved school. And of course, they took a look at the uh, curriculum of that training class and found that absolutely zero percent of the curriculum had to do with African hair braiding specifically. It was it wouldn't all, even helped her if she took right, it anyways. All kinds of other crap that was completely just padding and unnecessary for what she was doing. But essentially, the government came in and shut her down. So she was a poor person who was doing what she loved to do, providing a service that was valued by the, their clients because she was getting clients. People were paying her to do this. Uh, she was doing it out of her home, so very, very low overhead. This is something that poor people could, could do, start their own businesses from their homes and provide services and products for people. But whenever the government finds out about them doing that, they come in with the guns and they threaten them and they shut them down. So allowing people to have freedom would be one of the best ways to get them out of, uh, of poverty. Thank the you for the call way. tonight. Yeah, uh, 800-259-9231. And, of course, uh, charity can help them, too, with some hand uh, hands up rather than just handing out like the, uh, the government welfare program does. Uh, more coming up. You take control. Free Talk Live, R3 next. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempaks, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Whatever's on your mind, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. So, uh, we will talk to you about absolutely anything. People have been waiting patiently, so we get back to the phones and the fun. Ladies first. D is on the line in North Carolina. At least I presume it's a female D. D, you're on Free Talk Live. <laughs> I'm not a lady. It's not a lady, D. <laughs> oh, oh, I'll you take my me turn out. since I've been waiting so long. Is that okay? No, go right ahead. <laughs> well, listen, guys, I really appreciate what you're doing there. And, um, I, you know, I've listened to you talk for, oh, gosh, it's been months now. But I've been on a personal search for finding like-minded people for a while. I mean, it's just, I've it's almost frustrating when you start learning about what's really going on in the world and politics and how all of it's so corrupt. Mm. And I grew up believing that, you know, it was my duty as a good citizen to vote and all that baloney. 
And just believe it or not, I'm 50 years old now, and I'm just waking up to what real freedom is. Hmm. Better yeah, late than spent, never. Well, I've spent the last few years um, pursuing it from one angle, and that is, you know, making sure that I do what I can to to maintain my freedom and my sanity at the same time, because all the people around you, man, are just so brainwashed. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah, it's very frustrating, and I and and I don't know how many times. I've heard people say, well, if we could just get enough people to do this or enough people to do that. So you guys are really on to something about getting people together, and that's why I called you, because I've had this idea for quite a while now, and I've kind of pushed it back in the back of my mind, and it keeps popping up, and I can't get rid of it. All right, what is and it? I need, some, I need some help with it. Um, I think, you know, you, you look at all these tea partiers and people like that, and God bless people that are mad about things and are willing to go out and speak out about it. I mean, I, I'll give them that. But they're really not accomplishing anything. I mean, the, I think to the government, that's cute. It's cute <laughs> that they're out there with their signs and they're, you know, we're may, mad. May a, a, let me add a relevant say. quote because you're absolutely right. Uh, it's one of my favorites. I found it over the NHfree.com forum. A man named Alexander Haig was one of the executives in the federal government during the Reagan administration. He was some political, uh, you know, crony of some sort. Jerk uh, from uh, a couple of decades ago. The quote, essentially, I'm paraphrasing, is uh, let them protest as long as they pay their taxes. Amen. As long as they pay their taxes and vote. And be and do every and be obedient slaves. Nobody cares what they say. Yeah, that's right. It, it, it's entertainment. It's, it's, a, it's a, it gives the uh, talking heads on TV some counterpoints to make and mm-hmm. argue, and that can make people like Sarah Palin famous. She's a celebrity, and she's never done squat. I mean, she's not even a good mom. Well, it's it's more she's than not just... even a good mom. Why would you want her to be a, any kind of elected official? It's more break, than just man. entertainment, though, uh, for the politicians. It's uh, it's also something to get people thinking like they're doing something. I, you're right. I don't happen to think those are particularly effective at anything beyond just maybe uh, getting uh, people whipped up and excited about a new batch of Republican candidates, which yeah. will steal their freedom, too. Uh, but I think in reality, it's really a lot of people waving signs and feeling good, and uh, they go home feeling like they've made a difference, feeling like something is going to change and of it's course, rah, nothing rah. is. Yeah. There, there's it's a certain a... form of, of protesting that I feel is uh, uh, an actual accomplishment for the system because most of politics and things is meant to divide us, anyways. I mean, exactly. uh, right. So it, it's cause for infighting. So when they see the protest, it's like mission accomplished. We have them fighting with the, one another, you know. Uh, it plays right into their game. It's almost like the old uh, professional wrestling things, you know, where you, they, they travel together, they. They practice together. They they yep. put on a good show, and people actually get so engrossed in it they believe that they're actually pulling for somebody that might win or lose. You know, and, and <laughs> you're, like Ernie Hancock said, I know who's going to win every election: the government. Exactly. You know? <laughs> that that's the winner, and they come out looking good every time. So I, you know, yep. just to give you a quick, I won't dominate your time here, but uh, here's I'm gonna get to a point real quick that I, something I want to try. But I've done little things over the past few years, like I took my name off the voter roll. It's one thing to stop How voting. How did you do that? I've sent in a certified letter to the uh, Board of Elections huh. and told them I wanted to, re- re- me and my wife both, we signed the paperwork. It's all been notarized. Did it work? Re- officially removed because I wanted to make a statement. Did you verify that it, they'd actually removed you from the I got a letter back from them verifying it, huh. that it had been done. It's on record. 
That's interesting because we had some of the activists up here in New Hampshire a few years ago went into the uh, the city voters' office and they said they wanted to unregister to vote and they were told that could not be done. Uh, so I don't know if they were just lying because government bureaucrats lie they are frequently. Lying. It can yeah. be done. Hmm. It can be done, and it's not even that hard. I mean, it was a matter of sin. In fact, I sent them a letter and they sent it back because there was a mistake or something in the request, and I corrected it, and they promptly. You know, responded and removed, and this is in North Carolina, uh, in the capital city here. So, awesome. you know, <laughs> it's pretty cool. But anyway, that that's one little thing, and, I, and there's other little things that I've done, and I speak out wherever I can. But I mean, people aren't really receptive. You, you know, it's you guys have got something good going on there, well, and I want to get help on up from, here, man. What are you waiting for? Well, I don't. You know, that's the point I wanted to get to. There, I agree that that's a good thing to do, and, and I have a family and a business and all these types sure. of things. But here's what I'm getting to: I want to start something like that here. Oh boy! And, and well, now <laughs> I've heard this one before. Well, that, you know, I mean, if everybody moves to New Hampshire, I mean, that everybody's you know, not going to move to New Hampshire. I know I that, that. I know that. And then, and I have no. I'll just go ahead and tell you, I have no intentions of moving to New Hampshire. Okay. Um, it would probably be fun, and, you know, I'm sure it would be great to be around other people that um, think oh, like is. I do about it freedom. It is great. It is support great. support and all that stuff. But, um, you know, here's what I'm trying to get to. I've spent probably most of this time seeking freedom, and it almost seems like I'm trying to hide. It almost seems like... Sure. That's all you really um, can do in North Carolina when you're looking for freedom, D. Oh, my God, man. It's unbelievable. So here's what I wanted to ask you. Have you ever considered something like, and you guys have probably done, I know you've done similar things to this, but I've got this thing in my mind that if I could get the word out to enough people on a certain date, at a certain, you know, specified date in the future, we're all going to take our tax tags off of our car and drive to work. You know, like it's if there a, was 10,000 people. Huh? <laughs> I, I think it's a great idea. I can tell you that that's not an easy thing to do here in New Hampshire, where I've got a bunch of activists that have I'm not moved. taking my license plate off my car, and I believe well, in liberty. <laughs> well, here's the deal, though. Here's the thing. I know that when one person does it, it's Katie bar the door. I mean, they're going to pull you over. If they have to, they're going to beat you up. And they did. Up I, well, they didn't you. beat me up, but I have. Uh, I have. I did do that. I sure. put a, a special private tag on my car instead of the state plates, and uh, and they have come after me for that. But and I, I was hoping to encourage others to do uh, something similar at some point in the future by showing them, look, this is me. I'm doing this, and you can do this too. So uh, what I'm asking you, here's what I want to ask you: If you guys see, like, okay, I'll give you an example. You listen to Rush Limbaugh for 10... I can only listen to him for like 10 minutes, and I get <laughs> sick on my stomach. Yeah, turning. more than but me. When I was into that, you know, I progressed from where... Man, if I told sure. you the whole story, it would take too long. But that's where it started, and then after a while, it was like, well, these guys, all they're doing is complaining. All they're doing is wanting their guys in there, and it's going to be the same, if not worse. Yep. So watch this. But if a guy with that much power actually be- developed a non-statist thought process at some point and actually went on the air and said, look, on such and such, we're not paying our taxes this year, okay? It would have a huge impact. Sure it would. Because he, people, but he's not going to do that. He probably wouldn't get to that point due to how dirty and corrupt politics are already. Exactly. I mean, exactly. He's cashed, so, he's already made his bank, you know, he's got yeah. no interest in uh, in doing something like that. I mean, of course, you could say that, well, since he's already made a bunch of money, why shouldn't he do it? 
Uh, and I don't know what his motivations really are. I don't know what Rush Limbaugh really believes. I, some people have suggested that Rush Limbaugh is just putting on an act uh, for the purposes of uh, you know doing his show and, and well, yeah, you know he is because he used to. I listened to him back. I mean, I'm a lot older than you guys, but when I first started listening to him, he was talking about long-haired, dope-smoking, maggot-infested hip FM types. Now he's on FM radio. He's been busted for uh, prescription drugs, you know, and and he had Elton John singing at his wedding. So everything yeah. he slammed his over wedding the years, to like what a twenty-year-old girl a, or something like that. Yeah, he, he's been he's been. <laughs> hey, it was funny when he got caught coming into the country with Viagra, man. I thought that was a hoot, you know, illegal Viagra, <laughs> <laughs> smuggling Viagra. In Tell the you US. what, man, you let you let us know how your plan goes down there to rally the you know rally your buddies and get them to take their tags off the car. I hope you have success with it because I want to hear the story, uh, although I don't predict you having much success. The reason uh, we picked up and moved is because you couldn't get anybody to do any, anything where we were. Once and you're through slamming your head up against the wall down there, we'll be waiting for you. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. 800-259-9231. you got to get some bruises before you move to New York. Help Free Talk Live via the AMP program for just $3 per month, and you'll get access to exclusive call-in lines, a chat room, and a forum at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind by dialing in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those. Again, freetalklive.com. Features, by the way, including our listening options, live streams. We've got a broadband and dial-up version of the show, plus our webcam and listen lines, which can allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance, where you can listen for free at listen.freetalklive.com. Uh, we continue here with your phone calls in just a moment. You're being searched online every day, and it's affecting your life, whether you realize it or not. So know and control what the Internet says about you. There's a company called Reputation Defender that controls your privacy online and manages how you look to someone who searches you. Reputation Defender will continuously monitor everything about you on the web, including 40 social networks. It will remove your personal information from websites that collect it, sell it, protecting their um, your privacy, and it will even uh, allow you to stop unwanted mail from reaching your mailbox. Go to myreputation.com and try out uh, Reputation Defender. Use promo code FREE and get a special discount at myreputation.com. All right, so uh, we're going to continue with your calls here, but just I had one more comment. Uh, at the very end of the last segment, we were talking with a gentleman in North Carolina, uh, D, who was talking about how excited he was about the Free State Project idea and that he wants to start one there in North Carolina. And uh, cynically, I responded that, well, we've heard that one before. A lot of people get excited about the concept of moving liberty-oriented people together and getting them active, and then they want to see it emulated in their state, their political designation, where they're settled in. And I understand. I mean, it's not easy to – it can't be easy to pick up a business that is more location-centric. He said he was a businessman. Uh, pick up a family and and move them somewhere. When you're established, you've spent years building a name, building a brand for yourself in the local uh, media and the people's mindset. And well, when you think of thinking of repairing a car, call D's Auto Shop or whatever it is that he does. That's that's certainly no easy task. So I understand the motivation for wanting to 
let's make New Hampshire's activism happen here in, in North Carolina. And I think eventually it might be possible. You know, once New Hampshire starts to really show the blessings of liberty and, and really become a, uh, I guess, a guidepost, if you will, for the rest of the world. Well, in that case, at. New Hampshire wouldn't reach out to them because this will be where it is and it'll just grow, right? So well, right. it's not it'll start. It will just reach them. Well, those yeah, those people will see that and they'll see that what this freedom thing is possible and that uh, now maybe they'll get more serious about doing something. I just I think he's going to run up against some difficulties, and I and that's why that's why I said maybe you've got to get bruised a few times uh, by the system and by failure in order to really appreciate what uh, New Hampshire and the Free State Project offers. And you said and during the break uh, because we had to go to break at that point, you said Mark that well you didn't think so. You thought that there could be people that just hear that and just think yeah that's a great idea and make the move. And I'm sure I didn't those people get bruised exist. by uh, activism in in uh, Sarasota, Florida. I looked at the activism that was going on in Sarasota, Florida. Most of it being done by you and i said huh that crap isn't doing anything and um what makes more sense for the the, the ideas of liberty because it's obvious uh, that the, the the people that really believe in the ideas of liberty that have it uh, you know in their mind maybe they're 10 or 15 percent of the population look at the ron paul uh results in 2008 i think he had uh, his highest numbers were eight percent nine percent here in uh, new hampshire and besides that he generally made six seven percent um down in in other states if all those people were in one state then they are, you know then they would have a huge effect if yes. some of those people would pick up and move to a state they would have a huge effect right now 825 or 850 or whatever have uh, claimed to have moved and i suspect it's probably more than that maybe it's 1000 1200 people have moved and they've had a pretty a pretty uh, impressive effect on the government um and that's the people working inside the system the people working outside the system have had an effect there's all kinds of things going on because people that are willing to do something have gotten around other people who are willing to do something they're all doing more in sort of a synergistic effect and things are happening and if you're not willing to pick up and move for the free state project because of family or um, weather or uh, your business or whatever your reason is that's fine the Free State Project just needs we, – we just need to get to a level of freedom here in New Hampshire that will convince you. But, but I think the bruise comment stands true uh, for most people, at least in my journeys traveling around, the ones who are at the meetups with Motorhome Diaries and I hope to see on LibertyAndTour.com um, are the ones that are directly affected by government. Um, myself is through the justice system. I'd assume that Mark has a similar bruise left by the justice system. And uh, it's it's that the uh, military is another common one, and then an, 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 or a direct thumping from government, whether it's a child custody case, you know, uh, imprisonments for nonviolent, non-victim crimes of, of a family member who might have been uh, bringing home most of the income and things like that. The thumping is a very very common, or the bruise is the way we use it, a way people get to see these things and couple, make a couple of thumps. But yeah, New Hampshire. Uh, is where people hopefully will realize at some point after getting their thump. It might not be the immediate whack and I got to move, but... Well, and, and I, I definitely understand where you're coming from on that. And I think what I was doing was maybe just projecting my experience on onto uh, to D there because, you know, for me, luckily, I hadn't gone to jail prior to uh, to moving to New Hampshire. <laughs> Lucky. Uh, not looking in for that. Florida, too. That's, a, that's right, amazing. In Florida, it would have been bad. Uh, but, yeah, th- so I'm fortunate there. But what I was referring to was being an activist and failing at it. Uh, you know, if if you even if you've been thumped by the system, 
that's sometimes enough to get you active, right? That's sometimes so to, all right, exactly. I've had it with this. I'm going to do something about it. And when you when you see what's going on in New Hampshire and you hear about it, it could be exciting. It could be like, wow, that sounds pretty neat. But the system works, and I'm going to change the system here. So there are a lot of people that are still of this this mentality that even though they know that inherently the system is corrupt and that things are real bad, that they could just if they could just get people excited enough where they are, that something could change. That you could do more than just having a tea party. That there could actually be something because D was on to a lot of things that were absolutely right that uh, that he was saying. Uh, it's just that I. I feel like if you are you, you've got to get the um, you've you've got to get that knocked out of you. I think before you can really look at at moving as uh, as being a viable option, you have to really come to understand that whatever it is you try, where you are, isn't going to have an effect on the system. And I I'm, I hope I could be proven wrong about that, but that's how I was feeling down in Florida when I found the Free State Project. I came across that idea and I thought, oh my gosh, this is brilliant. Let's do it because I'd I'd been throwing it up against a wall for a while and it hadn't been sticking and I'd been having little bouts of success with uh, exposing people to the ideas of liberty, but it never followed through. Nothing ever happened. No one ever really got involved in any kind of uh, activism movement. And that became a real source of, uh, of disappointment for me. So. I guess I'm just projecting my personal story, uh, right? Also I had DS, to have that personal disappointment. Sure. And also Diaz realized he's now drawing from a pool that's being tapped. Uh, there are a lot of hardcore principled uh, activists up here um, that are are probably, you know, I'm not interested in moving to, where was he, uh, North Carolina? North Carolina. Yeah. So uh, he, he's a little behind right now. And New Hampshire is uh, quite Especially if people are leaving North Carolina to move up here. One of our, actually the new blogger over at freekeen.com, Sean, uh, who is the man who is about town here in Keene, rescuing people from the evil parking uh, yeah. meter people. He walks around, he's got his Free State Project, Don't Tread on Me cape on, and uh, he goes, uh, walks down Main Street and he finds the parking meters that have been expired and he inserts like a you know a dime or something like that in there and, and rescue those people from getting a ticket he's had incredibly positive uh success from like responses from people on the street thanking him people just walk up and hand him money when they see him rescuing their car and like he's he's getting to the point where it's turned a small profit it's definitely covering costs and it may even uh, be turning a small profit for him him doing this activism he moved from north carolina so you're losing people like sean to here to new hampshire there's more coming up this is free talk live you can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include listening options, our news updates, by the way. You can go get signed up. You can receive our updates via email, Twitter, or Facebook. Pick the one that works best for you or pick more than one if you'd like. You can do that. News.freetalklive.com to get signed up. That's news.freetalklive.com. Hey, government is a wonderful thing. But you should already know that, unless you weren't paying attention in the 12 years of 
for me it was 13, of government school that uh, government made you attend, that government controlled, and that government forced your parents to pay for by regularly threatening to steal their house. School Sucks Podcast is a show about the end of government education. You can visit schoolsucksproject.com to learn more. That's schoolsucksproject.com as we continue taking your calls about what you want. It's Bill in Massachusetts. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Bill. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, I'm right down down below the border um, in Montague, Massachusetts. Indeed, sir. And, uh, what's up? Yeah, I used to be a gladiator at Monadnock Speedway in Winchester, New Hampshire. The, so, so for the races? Is it demolition derby or what? No, no, it's pro stocks. You know, ten inch slick tire, uh, late know. model stocks. Okay, so I don't know anything about I sports, but I, that sounds like fun. Diverted. Excuse me. I said I know nothing about sports, but I'm sure someone out there understands what you're talking about. Yes. Well, anyways, um, I have a new website called uh, uh, InfoWarsMA.com. Uh, it, you know, I, I use the popularity of the Jones Show, but mm-hmm. just add the MA for Massachusetts behind it. Yeah, because, you, you've uh, actually contacted me at uh, dot org, right? Yes, I have. Oh, great! Yeah, you know, yeah, and you know, I'm a little bit concerned. This I've only listened to the show a few times, and I'm a little bit concerned because because marijuana is a felony, and the quickest way to disarm the American people is to get them convicted with a felony charge, and then they're just disar- a disarmed slave for life. Okay. So one thing that kind of bothers me about the Free State Project is advocating marijuana use. Well, the Free I mean, State Project doesn't advocate anything. Well, just to interrupt you, uh, the Free State Project doesn't advocate anything like that. The Free State Project is only a project intended to deliver liberty, uh, encourage liberty activists to New Hampshire. Uh, it's it's the bus, as it has been referred to. Uh, the idea is that the Free State Project simply exists to promote the idea of moving to New Hampshire and getting active for liberty. There are people within the Free State Project that are uh, opposed to the use of marijuana, but they may support your right to uh, to put what you want in your own body. Uh, so not everybody in the Free State Project is a cannabis user. Okay, you know, that's excellent, you know, because I just, uh, you know, the man gives hands out felonies, and then you're a disarmed slave for the rest of your life. But couldn't the argument anyway, then be... I have a large A class, I have a last, uh, class A large capacity firearms permit in Massachusetts. That's because kind of a big, it took you a fortune to, uh, to, to, to get, right? Yeah, and you're it's required to have it. It was a hundred bucks. That sounds pretty cheap. Well, um, I'm sure Adam yeah. can comment here as uh, one of the two felons in the room. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Uh, I'm a two-time felon and I, for, for marijuana, and I believe that still it's not about whether it's a felony or... like. I guess what you're essentially saying is that we should refrain from uh, choosing what to put in our bodies just because of the, the fight at hand? No, I think you should put anything in your body that you want. But I think that... Uh, you should speak that it's a felony and you should go way out in the woods and way out of sight. Speak that it's a felony and go way out of sight. Your own home. But, well, but anyway, that's the, not why I Well, called. no, why I I hold on a second, yeah. because it's A, not always a felony. Uh, it's in many cases a misdemeanor just for possession of uh, Sometimes they'll, they'll try to make it impossible for you to own a weapon, even if you have misdemeanors, too. Maybe, but I'm not the kind of person who asks government permission to own weapons in the first place. Or, or what to like, put in my body. Or well, I've been like carrying that. daily since 2005, and when I get pulled over by the police, you know, I declare I have it, and I don't get, you know... Sure, sure. Well, you're in no, Massachusetts, where it's, it. you know, it's a pretty you know dangerous I mean? place to live down there. I mean, Massachusetts is a scary place. Well, no, it's like Vernon, Vermont. It's like Winchester, New Hampshire. You know, it's uh, I'm in Montague, which is, you know, there's Winchester and then Northfield and then Montague. Yeah, I, no, no cops in so New Hampshire in have caged me and charged me with felony wiretapping. 
Right, I know. I'm right next to there, and I didn't get charged with felony wiretapping uh, with the with police surrounding police too. So that those are just false charges, and you're going to get off of those. And if you contact me, I can set you up with Rule Nine, okay. and uh, and you, you it'll just. Uh, Okay. Well, I can tell you that yeah. nobody's going to go into the woods and smoke marijuana here. I mean, we we smoke cannabis on a well, daily. I don't want to even talk about marijuana. You know, that's right. not why I called. Okay, but you I did just talk want about it. Be very careful about things that carry a felony charge that your listeners, because it's the easiest way to have your rights stripped for the rest of your life. I appreciate the, the concern, and I think that the people that engage in civil disobedience are more than willing to accept whatever the consequences are that come, and they understand that in the war on drugs that they're, you know, the, these things well, are I'm going not to even happen. really a believer in civil disobedience. I just live Clearly. free. I was, I was born in Concord, Massachusetts. I went to private schools there. Mm-hmm. Uh, my school, my elementary school was 100 yards from the old North Bridge, where the shot was heard around the world. So when I was, you know, nowadays they're taught about global warming and, uh, social justice no i was taught the bill of rights and um the declaration of independence you know we did we could just walk downtown and buy candy when i was in school you didn't even need a pass to do bodily functions oh, here, here in new hampshire and Keene, you can just walk downtown and uh, smoke cannabis yeah well, we not when it. you're in school not when you're in elementary school okay you know I, I grew up in an elementary school where you could go downtown when you had free time and you could come back if you get back in time. So what else were you, you know, calling uh, in tonight? I, and you, I rode my bike to school over the Old North Bridge, you know, in that historic Bill, area. Uh, most people don't know what we're, you're talking about. We're coming about. to the end of the segment here. What, uh, what else were you calling in about tonight? That everyone can live free. That really? you don't have to move to New Hampshire. How? You don't have to go out and be active. You can just do what you want and be free and learn how to defend yourself using sui juris defense. Sui juris, what what's I, that? Sui juris is a legal standing. Um, you're represented by a lawyer, and represent means that you're not of sound mind and need to be represented. If they ask you if you're representing yourself, then you're admitting that you're not of sound mind and that you're representing yourself because you're a whack job. So when you're a sui juris, S-U-I-J-U-R-I-S, you're going in and the court has to recognize that you're a free man with all of your natural-born rights. So that's how I kick open the door to the co- my constitutionally protected rights here, because the Constitution. So is there actually have, now? Look, I've, I've actually, Bill, so it's interesting. I've actually heard about this. I've been to, to the I've been to the Sui Juris website. There are a couple of them out there. Uh, one of them actually ripped me off. I tried to buy uh, something from their from their site, and I, I don't. I wish I could remember. Well, I haven't which bought one anything from any of their sites. I just take the information and I use it. Sure. No, I understand. I was just just letting you know that one of the, the one of the procedure. websites out there masquerading as the Sui Juris uh, site essentially took my check, cashed it, and uh, never responded. Any my inquiries. I, I won my house from MERS um, because the economy is so bad down here. My house was foreclosed. So I went into court, sui juris, and uh, proved that they didn't have standing to take my house. That's great. You know, here's what I would me. like to see from uh, possibly if you could do it uh, to show people how to do this, uh, to show them your success stories. Do you have anything that's been recorded? Do you have uh, video or audio of your uh, alleged success in court? Uh, I have the paperwork right on InfoWarsMA.com. It's probably a few pages back. I just started it on Independence Day, uh, InfoWarsMA.com. And if you go back, it says uh, uh, protecting Massachusetts citizens from tyrants is the the post. And I have um, a win with two criminal counts of driving without a license, uh, standing on my right to to travel. Hmm. Um, okay. I won two of those. One of them was Sunderland, and then the other one. And you've got all that documented at uh, at your website? I have the court papers on there, yes. 
Okay. Excellent. That's great. People yep. are looking for that stuff. You said it was InfoWarsMA.com. Hey, people need to live it. If you go out and with signs, you know, like, like the Tea Partiers, you know, if you go out with signs, that doesn't matter. But if all those Tea Partiers just actually went out and lived free, oh, I agree. that would bog up the courts. I mean, there oh, was I, enough I, people I completely to storm agree. to just ruin the court system. Sure, sure. Look, hey, Bill, I'm on board with you, man. I completely agree. I think people need to live free, but I think they need to get together in order to live free because it's, it's pie in the sky to believe that you'll be able to convince. Well, do you have any kids? Do you have a kid? Thankfully, no. But but, uh, I have a 10-year-old kid, and thankfully, yes. And you know what? I'm going to secure liberty for him without activism. I'm just going to live free. I'm going to step up for him. Let us know how it works court, out, man. And, uh, it, I and, then, yep. and then shame the officials that are supposed to be following the laws Good. because we don't replace I, I hope you can prove that it works all by yourself. Uh, and I thank you for the call tonight. Uh, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, because I feel like it'll work better when you're together with other people of like mind. I mean, he's talking about convincing people to start living free. Good luck with that. I'd say convince the people that want to live free to get together. That's what we're doing here in New Hampshire. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves, even in these remaining moments. This is Free Talk Live. But if it works for you, uh, we'd love to hear the success stories. Talk Live. Only a few moments remain. Enough time for your call if you make it now to 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Tonight, it is Ian. Adam. And Mark. Adam joining us from LibertyOnTour.com. Head over there, get subscribed to the website, uh, follow Adam and Pete as they uh, go around the country, going to 13 different cities in 13 weeks, is it? Correct. And uh, be having a good time out there doing some activism, meeting up with people, and spreading the word about freedom over at LibertyOnTour.com. We're talking about the courts, uh, and we're going to get right back into your calls here in just a moment. But I went over to Bill's uh, website, Bill, we just spoke with a moment ago from mm-hmm. uh, North, North Massachusetts, talking about how uh, he wants to just live free and that he is going to just live free. And he doesn't feel like he has to leave Massachusetts in order to do that. But if other people want to live free and smoke cannabis, they have to go in the woods. Well, he did say that, which is a little inconsistent, but that's okay. Uh, and, and finally, I did dig up the page where he has some court documents on there about uh, you know his alleged uh, stops here for uh, right to travel, where he uh, was, I guess, looking at a criminal citation uh, in one case. Uh, let's see. He's actually got a scan of the citation, unlicensed operation of a motor vehicle. He says uh, that that has been dismissed. He shows you know, both sides of the document there. There's no real uh, courtroom detail, though. There's no detail about how he approached this. You know, did he file motions? It's the first thing I've seen step. online about this, though. I mean, no, it's, I'd like to give him props on that. Yeah, there, he deserves props. There's video of the stop, actually, of him uh, talking to the cop about right to travel and things like that. Not that, that you'll ever convince a cop of these things. Um, and I didn't have time to watch more than like a minute during the break. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's basically telling the cop in advance, we're going to court. And I think that there's some value there where basically the cop will know that you're not going to just roll over, that you're not going to just pay uh, whatever the, the fine What's amount is. What's the cop is. care? Oh, good. Overtime. Yeah, there's, there's that point, too. Um, so, so what I'd really like to see is for somebody that has this, you know, this approach that they've decided on using in court. He was talking about sui juris. Uh, rather than representing yourself, you are just presenting yourself. Uh, I don't know if pro se would be the word, but he called right, it rather sui, than pro se. Sui juris. What I'm saying. Yeah. Um, 
and it's all very very intriguing, very interesting. I find that most of it is useless. I've I've tried different uh, differing of these approaches in court before, and I I think what's most useful is just refusing to go along with the scam and letting them know that you're not going to go along with it. I think that's probably the most one of the most the powerful people that things. know how to do whatever it is their system is, and um you know the the incantation at the altar of the state um that that works then those people need to educate. They need to have acolytes. They need to educate acolytes. And, uh, you know, if they want to charge for it, I understand. It's their time. Um, you know, here on Free Talk Live, we really can't spend much time on your, uh, you know, your course that you charge for, unless you want to talk about advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can give it away for free, which means that you're going to spend a lot of time educating people that, you know, you're not getting paid for. And that's a, that's a tough scenario, too. You can try to... to lay it out online, but people are going to have a lot of questions, as you can imagine. You're, you're saying go do something in court that's entirely different than what you know, you're know you sort of told to do. Jurisdictionary.com that advertises on the show at least gives you a course and tells you how to do it. 250 bucks. here's how you do it. Um, whereas you know, I I've, I've found many of these other sort of alternative ways of dealing in court to be confusing and scary. To me, it's just time-consuming. I mean, the time yeah, that you yeah. put in learning it, da, 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 or even showing up to court and all that other stuff, like uh, Ian said, to me, it's just uh, I'm not doing anything wrong. I shouldn't be in the first place. And, and the only reason I really show up to court things is to Because prison is time-consuming, too. Well, well, it is. So that's yeah, true. Yeah, but, is. I mean, essentially, my, my mind is that they're, the court has decided already what they're going to do with me in any case that I have out there right now. So the outcome is irrelevant because... Even if I sat there, beg, plead, and jump through their hoops, I mean, my argument uh, for Mississippi, for uh, Massachusetts, for filming police is I'm not doing anything wrong. These people claim to work for us and for the better of, of the people, and uh, I don't agree with it, and there's no way to hold them accountable. And if they'd let me opt out of the system of paying for their salaries, I would let them opt out like I would any other person who doesn't work for the government. Uh, I ask permission to film them. And uh, I would do the same for those if they just let me opt out. So it's just m- a lot easier to do that and show the gun in the room and the violence inherited in the system than it is to jump through all the hoops, learn the law, learn the loophole, find out all these paperwork and these forms and get them notarized and send them into 16 people and, and run around. And it's still a crapshoot. Exactly. And if there's all that still stuff. no guarantee at the end right. of the day. If there's one thing I've seen in my experience with the court system, and I've had quite a bit of it since uh, moving up here to New Hampshire, because whenever somebody gets in trouble, one of the activists up here, we come out, we support him. In fact, one of the activists has a court trial on. Wednesday morning. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I presume you're going to come I out will for that. Be there. I will be there for that as well. And, uh, and so in, in my experience, one thing you can count on from the court system is inconsistency. You know, one thing may work one time, but it may not work the next time. Why does one thing work one time and not the next time? I don't know. Different man it's, in a robe. Right. The whims of the, the man in the robe really seem to be what it's, uh, what it's about. So I've tried filing the papers. I've tried this and I've tried that. And, of course, somebody is, uh, who, who is out there claiming to have had success with these uh, unusual techniques will say, well, you just didn't file the right paperwork. You just didn't, uh, you know, you didn't do this the right yeah, there's way. There's always something you can't, you, right. you know, you, 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 they can say that you didn't do. You, yeah, right. So, so that's why what I'd really like to see from somebody like Bill, who seems to have some knowledge about his approach is to go ahead and lay it all out there you know get every bit every bit of this process documented he's he's trying he's got some stuff up there and kudos to him for that but from the very beginning to the very end 
let everybody know exactly what it is you're doing. Make it easy to uh, to access. In this case, you know, I had to go three pages into his website, and uh, you pointed it's it out because I was site, yeah. I missed it as I was uh, scrolling through, and I did find his stuff. But it's nothing that's conclusive. It's nothing that you can look at to say, oh, this is what Bill did. He did this. Maybe I could try that. I don't know what what Bill did. Uh, because it's not really made too crystal clear. Right, and I don't know Bill or whatever, but even these pictures, we don't exactly know if they're from this incident or not, and I haven't had a chance to look at it even over the break, but, I mean, we still don't know. There's not much back. So, yeah, maybe maybe come on up to New Hampshire and give a seminar about what your experiences have been, and then, you know, allow that to be recorded and and put up online on YouTube, just to make uh, making accessing this information easy so people can who want to can try to to duplicate it and see if there's actually any consistency here, because I just don't believe that there's consistency. I mean, look, I had the uh, the parking ticket that I was that was littered on my car dismissed recently. Uh, or actually, no, it wasn't dismissed. It was found not guilty. Mark, you had the parking ticket dismissed. So uh, it was null no, no prost, no prost, as yeah. they call it. That's their fancy legal word for, uh, for dismissed. Not processed. Yeah. And so we had two of the, pretty much of a similar case, two cases that went uh, in, in slightly different directions. They took me all the way through a trial. and They're then, not going to do that for me again, I can tell you that. Not after I posted it. <laughs> um, what do know. you think they're going to do? You think they're going to go to trial? Yeah. Or that they're not going to leave a parking ticket in the first place? Um, they're gonna they're gonna make me go to trial on it the next time because I post uh, something on Free Keen that said, "Hey, you don't have to pay these; uh, just take them to trial, and you won't have to." Which so they make an example out of you. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to take me to the pillory uh, we'll and, see. Uh, and and beat me. We'll see about that. But my point being, there's inconsistency amongst uh, these government people. So what works one time may not work the next time. As soon as we find something consistent, then they'll just change the rules and they'll change how they do things. So I think the best way to uh, to deal with this aggression of the state. I agree with Bill that you should live free, that you should live as free as you possibly can. I think it makes more sense to live free with other people who are living free. That's why I'm here in New Hampshire. And then once you're living free and they decide to try to stop you from living free by arresting you or whatever and, and aggressing against you, that's when you stand up like a free person and say, I'm not going to bow down to you. I'm not going to pay your extraction. And I'm not going to obey your, uh, your stupid ordinances and statutes. Now what are you going to do about it? And eventually, if enough people do that, as Bill was saying, it's true. If enough people just start living free and refusing to bow down, that's the important second step, is once you get caught for living free, you don't just uh, crumble underneath the pressure then there's nothing they can do. Then they have no more control anymore because their control exists because of you going along with their, the fear, their program right. and the, the fear. fear as well. Let's go to James. He's listening in North Carolina. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, James. James in North Carolina, going once. James in NC, going twice. And I think we, oh, yeah, we did lose James. All right, so, uh, so yeah, any, uh, any other thoughts on the inconsistency of the courts and standing up against <laughs> Nothing other than the, it's, a, it's the same thing over and over. I mean, like I said, I wouldn't really choose to use the system. I mean, even filling out the forms and the things like that, that you, say, oh, you fill out the wrong forms or you answer their question wrong, you're always still bringing it to their system, and that's something people really need to understand is how do you expect to get justice out of a place where the man in the robe, the man in the silly costume that brought you here in the, or accuses you of a crime to be here in the first place, and the man in the fancy suit that's prosecuted you are all being paid by the same place, and how do you really expect justice? I mean, it's a kangaroo court system at its best. Yeah, well, I, s- I think that I, I think that you 
uh, sometimes people, sometimes it works, right? Like you admit, there's a portion, uh, you know. You have to work extremely hard to get them to admit wrong on their part. You don't need to get, who cares whether they admit that they're wrong? All you need them to do is leave you alone. Well, that's what I mean. And sometimes they will and sometimes they won't. Most of the time I suspect they won't. But at the very least you clog up their system by not just, you know, signing away on a plea bargain or something like that. If you don't show up, you're going to jail. So, I mean, you've got to deal with them to some level. To some extent. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but I, but dealing with them and refusing to go along uh, with them, I, you don't cut a deal. You just you're having to deal with them in that you're having to experience some of their garbage. Uh, but refusing to obey, I think, is the real key to winning liberty for our lifetimes. But we need people together for that. See you tomorrow night. FreeTalkLive.com. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed Liberty Media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, newsprint, and more, all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, the busiest Liberty Forum in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.